¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Loyal members of the Wrestle Talk family. It is I, your boy, the Night Owl, fired up and excited for a new episode of the WTP. And guess what? We are coming off the biggest weekend of the pro wrestling year. Many would assess it as the Christmas of the pro wrestling year. Others would call it the bar mitzvah, or maybe even my personal favorite holiday, my birthday. <laughs> my own birthday. That's how WrestleMania weekend feels. I know that adulation is still in the air from all of the world of professional wrestling fans. And guess what, guys? Here to share that, that joy, that excitement with me is a guy that's never short on energy and never short on things to uh, propagate and uh, to announce and to um, more or less highlight when it comes especially to putting himself over. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the proprietor of the city on the hill, the one and only Richard Douglas. So I'm sitting here, I'm trying to get out information and I like the backhanded introduction. I think it's great. And uh, you know, Renee, I'm happy to be here to, you know, basically uh, what, what happens is this is the, the, okay. the talk after mania. And that's that, you know, not to toot my own horn, but you would have to call in the A squad for this type of situation. And, uh, you know, uh, needless to say, we're going to talk about that. I got to talk a little bit of business myself, and I'm excited to be here tonight with two good guests and yourself, Renee Martinez, with a little bit of a sinus problem. That's how much of a trooper I am. That's how much I care. Wait, 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 wait. So we go from you, we, we go from you missing work repeatedly to now showing up to work while you're sick? Always what has provoked this change, Richard Douglas? This isn't like you, bro. You're not the kind of guy that's going to go above and beyond from what I've seen thus far in 2020 of you. Well, you know, I, it's very rare you don't see me with a, you know, clean-shaven face and and feeling better. But that's okay because, Renee, it's what I've been trying to tell you this entire time. I've what, been what? with the people, for the people, by the people, and this is another prime example of it. But neither, neither here or there, needless to say, uh, we're going to have a good show. We are going to ha- have a good show indeed. And I will tell you, man, you alluded to it a little bit earlier. We do have two fantastic guests. Jason Mortis is going to be joining us. I remember him when back when he was still wrestling inside uh, uh, the squared circle. Uh, he's since moved on to having some success in the world of media, uh, particularly the streaming world. His tri- t- uh, Twitch channel is absolutely on fire. He's also doing some moderating for uh, WWE Hall of Famer. We'll talk about her a little bit later on on the show. And then the second hour, man, a Midwest pillar, man, a guy that's been around the pro wrestling world for a long time, a guy that's making waves not only in Nebraska, but all throughout uh, Missouri, Kansas, Arkansas, uh, Iowa, and beyond the one and only Brian Blade, man, a guy that runs MWA. Very, very exciting stuff. And as a matter of fact, if you think about it, we actually have two guys that are running things on a on a separate level. We all know Brian Blade, what he means to MWA. Uh, but also Jason Mortis as the general manager of the new upstart company, PIW, which we're going to be talking about extensively uh, during our interview in the first hour. Man, that's pretty exciting stuff, right? Oh, it's awesome, uh, you know, to have that uh, uh, information and to, to talk about it no better day than the, you know, week after a, a great WrestleMania, uh, in my opinion, probably the best in 10 years. We'll talk about that in a second. But what better uh, better way to kick off this uh 
Dick Douglas putting over WWE? I, oh, man, yeah. I'm glad I'm here. You I know, can't I wait to hear you say so positive. This you is can tell good. I'm sick. You know, I can't know. It was a good – it is what it is. You call it as you see it. And uh, when you add that on top of what we're talking about with two great guests, it makes for a great show. And if we didn't have the national anthem, it'd be even better. But – well, hold on. Let's give that a try. No, wait a second. We, we're going to have to give that a try because from what I understand, we're, we're going through some, some technical upgrades. Oh, and cool. so we've been working on syncing the audio up to this point. That's why you guys didn't hear the intro. Uh, it, they're still tweaking, but let's see if we can't get that audio going. Let me know I if you can. That's neat. Very neat stuff. No, no. Sounds like we're still not getting anything, guys. Guys, I really need you guys to shore this thing up over here. I mean, seriously, we've got fans. We're live, and I can't even get my intro playing. I mean, what this is this is a little disrespectful. I'm gonna be honest with you, but we will continue to work on the audio. We, you guys know we've got new music, we've got some new drops and stuff like that. So we're gonna continue to work on that throughout the progression of the show. But that's not gonna stop us, bro. Because no, my no. understanding is that if the audio doesn't work, it's somewhere in the fine print of your contract, you're obligated to sing it for us. <laughs> So, so <laughs> go ahead and get yourself ready, <laughs> or we can sing it together. I will admit, though, I don't know all the words. Are you ready? I didn't agree to that. I'm being serious. It, it's in the fine print, bro. Yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to please respectfully remove your caps, place your hands over your hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth, and that's America. And sing it. Oh, say can you see? There we go. That's just very degrading. What's so great? Okay, that's it. That's enough. Thank for Roseanne, man. We're better than that. We yeah, dude. We absolutely kill that. So. Uh, as is mandatory, <laughs> brings a tear to your eye. What, Douglas? Brings a tear to your eye every single time. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> very, very nice. Have, whenever, see, because of COVID, what? What? We've, what? What? Taken, we've taken precautions at the office. So now that I'm not feeling good, we don't have anyone running any of my material you know sheets so i'm doing this all on the top of my head what do you mean running your material sheets are you well, saying you're actually I'm having to fend for yourself for once no i mean we always do but whenever you have a team of people that's full of warriors full of of, of just animals you, you pick them over just yourself you animals oh they're great they're animals they're animals they're a great team uh and uh we're actually going to re- be uh, releasing a video in the coming weeks uh talking about our team Wow. Okay. Well, I can't wait to hear it. We'll get into that and a lot more, but if you wouldn't mind uh, there, Mr. Douglas, I'm going to go ahead and go solo here real quick because we have got to put over the wonderful sponsors of the WrestleTalk podcast, including Everything Combat featuring Jay Hollywood and Pat Bilicic, Kincaid Arcade, where we just hosted our uh, yearly watch party, Universe Mania 8, Esports Bar KC, a loyal friend, follower, and sponsor of the WrestleTalk podcast for a, 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 a very, very long time. And, and let me just say this, just because we're not doing the watch parties there anymore doesn't mean that the love ain't the same. So shout out to my boy, B-Will. He's having a lot of success there with here, football. Here. Yeah, he's having a lot of success there with football. He's having a lot of success there with all the, you know, the, the Xboxes and the PlayStation he has. But you know what they're particularly successful at there, Dick? They are particularly successful on Thursdays. They do two-stepping, like Chicago-style two-stepping. So big shout out. 
to eSports Bar KC, also I-70 Sports Media, and of course, by affiliation, our friends over at Talking Dynasty, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Production, Rathbun Engraving, Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri. Make sure you guys ask for Pete the Barber. And last but not least, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. As a matter of fact, the FWWC is a part of my shoot and shout later this evening. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned for that. Mr. Douglas, you're going to want to stay tuned for that, bro, because I'm going to go off and it's concerning the FWWC. I want to make sure you're ready because my adrenaline is going to get pumping and it's going to get real intense in here, daddy. Absolutely. And hey, I, I, I love that. But I have a question. Uh, What's that? What's that? What, what is, uh, explain to me, uh, somebody from St. Louis, uh, uh, Chicago two-step. What is this? Uh, Chicago two-step is a traditional uh, uh, dance uh, predominantly originated in the African-American community. Okay, cool. uh, you can you can two-step to things like Isaac Hayes and Barry White, uh, some of uh, uh, R. Kelly's earlier stuff. <laughs> so believe it or not, now I know what you're saying now. Okay. Believe it okay. or not, there was a, lo- uh, a political uh, uh, figure that was uh, in office for a period of time that uh, I know that was just a killer when it came to two-stepping it. In all seriousness, really? I can't say who it is because I don't know if I can. But yeah, no, it, it, for shoot, yeah, that's uh, that's a real thing. I, I now I know what we're uh, we're talking about. Here. That's wow, awesome. Imagine being in politics and being able to cut a rug, baby. Not that sounds me. gangster to me. <laughs> that sounds gangster to me. Well, I'll tell you what, bro. We got a lot to get into here tonight. Absolutely. We're immediately going to transition into the high spot segment. And let me tell you something, man. I'm excited this week. Clearly, there's a lot to talk about. We don't ever really struggle for content here. You know this, uh, uh, Dick Douglas. But, bro, we've got more than enough to get into this week. Obviously, we're going to encourage everyone out there, the members of the WrestleTalk family, uh, to please participate, okay? To please participate. You can shoot us a message. We'll shoot you the link. You can go ahead and join us on today's broadcast. Just make sure you got a strong take. Make sure you got a strong take. Like that that one right there. (laughs) This is a prime example. This is what a prime mean, example. I came out. I'm in a good mood. I've been nice, and I get dragged for it. This is why we stand up to lobbyists. Don't, and Sonny's a lobbyist fan. He's a great He's host. a lobbyist. A lobbyist fan. He supports a certain group of wrestlers and pays for them to live via merchandise. Whoa, whoa. Via, whoa, whoa. via going to their shows. Sir. Excuse me. We're going to need receipts for all these accusations. I'm just I'm saying, either. I heard it and I, I accuse him of it because it's the truth. But we'll move on to high spot. You accuse him of it because it's the truth? I mean, come on, man. You have nothing to It's a known fact. Oh, my gosh. Okay, oh, what? come on. Oh, uh, here we go. Christ. Now the fans are getting after, yeah, after good, each other. Yeah, go for it. Wow. It, it, just wait until I have to talk <laughs> to the fans in a little bit. But I'm ready for high spots. I am as well. So let's go ahead and get into it again. Still working on the music, guys. Bear with us. The content is going to be outstanding. We just continues to uh, we we continues to try to work on sound. All right? You understand, capiche? All right. So let's go ahead and get, get right into it, sir. WrestleMania weekend, the biggest weekend of the year, and believe it or not, that is actually the question. Dick Douglas is WrestleMania. Indeed, the biggest pro wrestling weekend of the year. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. Um, you, I would make the case, too, uh, if I could see some more numbers on Saudi. 
uh, that that would probably be a bigger weekend, a bigger event in terms of numbers. But in terms of, you know, fanfare, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, Wrestle Kingdom's great and all these other joint shows and, and bigger uh, spectacles and, and AAA's, uh, uh, you know, gimmick there. But it, it doesn't compare. And uh, that's in all seriousness, I'll make the argument that maybe a, a WrestleMania is the biggest selling force behind WWE still. Um, you know, you see it all throughout uh, the, the year. Uh, very little celebrity or mainstream artists are, are interacting with the brand. Uh, and, and then when you get closer and closer to it, uh, that's when you see the Logan Pauls, the Johnny Knoxvilles. That's the incentive, the driving force to get these uh, these celebrities, these artists that were fans as kids into the program. Uh, and, and it gives everyone a little bit of nostalgia. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make the case too uh, a little bit later about maybe there wasn't as very good of wrestling. You know, it w- maybe it wasn't compared to AEW's, you know, okay. setting of wrestling. It wasn't it couldn't compare. Uh, to a Kenny Omega match, but uh, in terms of an actual show, it was the it, it was the best one in ten years, and I think it's still uh, proved to be, especially after this weekend. So many good things. Our buddy Larry Nichols, so many good. Yeah, shout out Jay to him. Shout out to Curtis Duncan yeah. that was out there. Yeah, uh, and, and then Sean Brett and a lot of guys were out there, man, doing the damn thing. Yeah, man. And, and yeah, and then they did, uh, you know, some great work, and just to see that. Uh, I think that's why you know you look at a weekend like this out of all out of the entire year. And no matter what a company can do, like an AEW and Impact or, you know, now a Ring of Honor, it's still for some time not going to compete with the the magnitude of a mania, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of people that are smart. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm going to kind of um, twist what you said a little bit, and you would probably accuse me of doing that quite often. But here's my sure. thing. Like, I think if you're a pro wrestling purist and, and you take the spectacle out of it, I would say no. I think that there are weekends, especially when you talk about the New Japan Cup that we were just going over last year. I mean, last week. Um, I think that if you're a wrestling purist and you want to see the best possible in-ring action, WrestleMania is probably not the weekend for that. But if you like the sports entertainment element of it, you like the grandeur, you like the fact that it's a pop culture conversation, they're talking about it on SportsCenter. They're talking, oh, thank you. Guess what just came a, a knocking? My Wrestle Talk podcast mug. <laughs> now the show is complete, whether we have sound effects or not. Point being, for the sheer spectacle and entertainment, I, I would say that. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm, like, just, I'm just messing no, no, with And you wouldn't because you haven't had a drink out of a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Okay? Hey, have you had a Dick Douglas mug? I'll send one to you. Yeah, well, I'm looking at your mug right now. Let me tell you, I'm not impressed. Why can't I have drops right now? I want to hit the got him. <laughs> Continue with your statement. Argue. I feel like me. I've been rigged here. Like I, I was supposed to have. <laughs> Anywho, point yeah. being, point being, when you're talking about what's going on inside the squared circle, maybe the biggest weekend of the year. But again, from a sheer spectacle inter- entertainment standpoint, it, it's it's hard to argue that it's not the weekend that has the most eyeballs on the sport versus any other weekend out of the year. So I'll, well, I'll have to say that. Well, right. And on top of that, uh, Renee, I mean, if you think about it, the whole point of, of, of professional wrestling has always been in, in the entertainment factor. You know, how many times have you and I, I think, have talked about this before on the show, you know, uh, so many great matches in New Japan, but at the end of the day, is that going to sell tickets for a global audience? You know, is that going to sell tickets for the the 99% of wrestling fans, you know, and, and that's the question. 
And WWE proved this weekend after selling 70,000 tickets, and that was a genuine 70,000. That they could have 77,000. Let's just say 78,000 each night is right. what my, my understanding is. And, and you know what? And let's be real here. Let's say, you know, they gave 10,000 in comps. Well, that's still 66,000 people that paid a ticket to go watch a show that, you know, maybe only went to see a Stone Cold Steve Austin to see the potential of a Vince McMahon. And so right now their argument's still valid. And that's just where I'll leave that. It's, it's a, it's a two-sided coin, uh, but right now the numbers show, uh, you know, the other way. Well, you're absolutely right. And it's so funny that you bring up that one man. I think the man that sold the show this weekend, regardless of to how bad <laughs> this man took that stutter, which we're absolutely going to be talking about, but bro, I'm going to bring up a question that we asked last week. And I think it's super relevant. And what, what's awesome is, is that you and I kind of work together on this question. So, Let's go ahead and put it back up on the screen here. Any chance Austin hurts his legacy by doing this angle with Kevin Owens? Now that we are Monday or Tuesday evening quarterbacking Dick Douglas, would you say he did anything at all to damage his reputation? No. Uh, no. Uh, that's First of all, that's complete. I'm a bachelor. Uh, we've we've known this for quite some time. Uh, I've dated some high profile Don't get people. distracted. Answer the question. Uh, dated some high profile people. But no, uh, no, it didn't. It actually, I think it amplified it. Um, you know, a lot of people have asked the question, and I've heard it before. If Austin could have gone longer, <laughs> would, uh, would his career, would his legacy, would his legend be as big as it was? Because, you know, he was one that obviously didn't get to – to do everything he wanted to do in, in the WWE. He had to cut short. Um, but to go out there, uh, first of all, what they did was was fantastic. I thought the whole setup was great. Why give it away, uh, you know, on a Raw and, and have it build up when Kevin Owens is more than capable of pissing the crowd off each week just to see if Stone Cold's going to come out. So, uh, you know, it was great build up. And then whenever you have that, uh, that aspect of, okay, now you're getting a match. I thought, in all seriousness, this is where Vince pulls the screw you, and he does a – I thought a cinematic match was coming. I'm not going to lie. I thought okay. maybe they worked on something, you know, and he could have – That would have been a good workaround. Right. But to go 14 minutes, uh, you know, the kicks were the – at first, you know, it didn't seem very <laughs> – you know, slow, bro. It's a little, a little slow. Little Wait, put it to you this way. The plane still flies. But it's got one of those like deals in the front right. that you got to kind of like <laughs> to but, get but the damn thing going. It's a little slow, and, and he was at first. But as the match went on, president. now I'm getting distracted by much. these ridiculous uh, comments. Smart guy. But oh as it gosh. went on, you saw him get more and more <laughs> in tune with it. And I think it kind of fired him up to keep wanting to do a little bit more. In all seriousness, you go 14 minutes in a slugfest. You get suplexed on legitimate concrete, not the foam padding that still hurts. But – legitimate concrete then you go and you stuplex your guy twice on the stage yeah they did it up on the stage i you couldn't know, believe it bro i mean the guy worked his ass off and listen i mean i hate to say it but i made the comment that night maybe steve was right a couple years ago when he said it's on the talent because a guy that's 57 came back yeah it's because it's steve austin but if any other wrestler would have had that match without a doubt they would have gotten a very similar response at the end of the match. Not at the beginning when the entrances come and there's fanfare, but at the end because of how great of a WWE-style match it was, how great of a wrestling match it was. And, uh, you know, I think it actually just it, it helped him so much to come back at 57 and do it. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about Cody here in a second, but, it, you know, just that's where I'm at with it. I think it just did nothing but help him. Well, I, I absolutely have to agree 
and uh, they they did way more than I expected them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not only did he come out on night one and absolutely impress, uh, but he did it again on night two. And yeah. based on what happened with Vince and stuff, some would argue that it was a bad idea. Uh, but you know what? I don't give a damn, bro. And I don't think he would have got any bigger of a pop if Vince McMahon uh, would have taken the stutter right. perfectly. And it's Vince. It's his reputation Thank to you. take the stutter worse than anybody. What I thought was hilarious was the fact that you got like one of the best stunner cells ever In Austin or, or yeah. by Austin Theory and then yeah. subsequently followed by <laughs> a but, terrible know, stunner. And then right in the middle, right in the middle, Pat McAfee did right. a pretty darn good job. And let, let me piggyback off of that and just ask you a quick question. Uh, you know, Pat McAfee is a guy that has a lot of prowess outside of WWE. He's bigger than a lot of those guys in WWE mainstream with his podcast. Do you does Vince kind of get a little bit of a hitch here? That is it, you know. Do we try something else with Pat later on in a couple of months? It, was it the Austin effect that made him such a, such a huge pop and a huge reaction? What what was it, you know? And so uh, that's going to be interesting too. Indeed, and yeah, indeed. And, and, on, and on top of it, Vince could have gotten his leg broken, you know. I and I hope yes. not. So he could have snapped his leg <laughs> and, and all this stuff, and it would have still looked great. He could yeah. have gone out there. He punted a football into a guy's chest, and an entire stadium went nuts. You yeah, know, it absolutely it, did. It's Vince. He's seventy six. Grandpa's on steroids. He's going out there. He's having a good time for a couple of minutes. You know, oh, the best part of Vince, though, was watching him look up after Austin Theory's music hit and watching him blow the damn load for Austin <laughs> That was the best part of it. Yeah, that, that facial expression was absolutely incredible. <laughs> and you know what? The following night, there was another facial expression that really caught my attention, not to overshadow what he did on WrestleMania night one, but bro, Cody yeah. freaking Rhodes when Seth Rollins came out after that passionate speech we got to hit on it i thought it was probably the most significant moment moving forward in wwe obviously you know roman winning the championship i think that was kind of written on the wall the the, the tag stuff didn't really do all that much for me even though they had a tremendous amount of matches i mean let's let's be honest the story was cody coming from aew less than 45 days ago now in wwe the question for you dick douglas as well as the members of the wrestle talk family is simple did it meet your expectations what do you say yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, you know, it was one of those where, again, I, it's, it's a pro and con, right? You know, I think the dirt sheets do a big disservice, but whenever you have some dirt sheets reporting, oh, he's coming, oh, no, he's not, oh, he's going this way and this way, it kind of created a little bit of a buzz around it in Aurora. So, uh, you know, a lot of people assumed, yeah, he's going to be the one that's going, in, especially when there was no opponent by, you know, the last Raw before Mania. But whenever he came out, uh yeah, I mean, he he had it. And, you know, maybe his argument was very valid. It, because a lot of the time, I'm not saying this is the truth, because I honestly don't know. But, you know, you see the dirt sheets of, you know, he felt maybe he was getting a little misused. And uh, that Bro, was... come on. I mean, the Dan Lambert promos on freaking uh, uh, his wife on Brandy that felt real shoot. You don't think that played a part in it? I, I would say that it does, man. I mean, I know it was, it was character stuff. But they were attacking her character, and a yeah. lot of it had nothing to do with her in ring wrestling ability, which has already been under question for a long time. Yeah, but she's still there, right? And, and I, I think it went back to a lot more of that was going on backstage, you know, with, and I don't know, like I said, I, and I have to be careful with that because I don't want people right. making assumptions, but I really, I honestly don't. And uh, whenever you, you have that, 
it's one of those things where you come out and this entire arena blows its, you know, between him and Austin, I couldn't tell a difference in, in loudness, you know, and that's scary. That's it. That's the truth of it. Austin was a lot, you know, it's a pop, you know, he has one of the biggest, but Cody, when he comes out and people know going into it, it's him. Yeah. And it's, it does exceed expectation. And I think that it's going to be very quickly that you see him at SummerSlam taking a title home. Yeah, dude. You know what? And the fact that he came in immediately after not speaking 40 days, and then told that story, tied it back to the family. I mean, it just really goes a long way, I think, in starting to right the ship about WWE's inability to tell a long-term story. I think more credit goes here to Cody than it does to the WWE because he's been building this all the way back to him being like the handsome Cody Rhodes or whatever. And, And there's just like this linear line that has followed him through his time in New Japan, Ring of Honor, obviously AEW, now back to WWE. I think it's a, a beautiful, almost poetic type story that Cody Rhodes is putting together. And then the whole thing with his dad never winning the big one, baby, and getting that opportunity, you know what I mean? Like, dude, it's, 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 it's Yeah, uh, that's, that's what I'm getting at here. It's a lot, there, there's a lot of wrestling families, right? The DiBiase's, Orton's, you name it, you know, there's tons. But the Rhodes have done such a good job of keeping their lineage intact and keeping their story intact to where it's it's stained. You know, it's it's on the same course as it was, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And they keep their, you know, their reputation going stronger than ever because of the fact that they're they remember everything. You know, they're so good about keeping tabs on things and going back a couple of years and they keep the fans invested because of it and make connections to the real world. And that's what. I wish a lot more wrestling families would do and create a dynasty type of system because there's multiple families that could be in the same category, you know? Absolutely agree. Yeah. I I mean, that's why the beginning of the song, you know, that like uh, there's more than one wrestling has more than one Royal family. That's such a significant thing for me because it ain't just the McMahons. No. Okay, we no. know, you know, Arn Anderson's got a, a legacy going now. The Ordens have their own legacy going. The, you know, the Freebirds and the Von Erics and all. I mean, like, there is more than one royal family. But, I mean, let's just be honest. At the end of the day, you know, the McMahons are the McMahons for a reason. Uh, you know, they, you heard Roman, right? You heard Roman. There's a reason. I've been at the top of the card the last 365 where we eclipsed our first billion-dollar year. I mean, that the TV deals may have something to do with that, Roman. But, but his point was not lost on any of us. Right. Um, and, and I think that's something significant. So shout out to Cody. I'm glad that he's given the opportunity. And, you know, you know how they say, uh, uh, Richard, about like that man strength, like you get to a certain point it, just from the years of work and just living, you become like you get this man strength about you. I think Cody found his man strength externally and internally. I think he really has found himself confident enough to go out there and grab a mic and lead off a Monday Night Raw. Actually, as a matter of fact, the biggest Monday Night Raw of the year, typically based on audience. Big deal, right? A lot of growth. And we've been following it from the beginning. It's a beautiful thing. I love this comment, though. This comment just came in. Guys, keep commenting. We're getting a lot so far, Renee. I mean, we're doing a pretty damn good job. Uh, A lot of This one. This is a good one right here. Yeah, that one right there, right? No, oh yeah, no. Uh that was disgusting. Um a lot of uh AEW cellar dwellers are cultist spaz virgins. I don't take sides because I enjoy all wrestling. I don't know, that's very pun- that's that's great. I mean, that's a that's a different take, Renee. And I think uh, you know, maybe could, could you make the argument for this? 
Listen, there are some seller dwellers, but wrestling fans come in all shape, forms, and sizes, including 4X. And I got to take this moment right here real quick to give a Mondo Mega Super Duper shout out to our boys, the Lumberjacks. I want to go ahead and and show this thing off to you guys fully. Okay, so here it is. Lumberjacks for life. Shout out to our guys, the Lumberjacks, long-term loyal members of the WrestleTalk family, uh, wrestling out in Southern Illinois. Uh, um, These guys have, have done a tremendous job of supporting us as you know, the WrestleTalk podcast, not only as guests, uh, but also like on the outside. Uh, these guys sent us some jams, some T-shirts, whatever. So if you guys get an opportunity, make sure you guys hit up our boys, the Lumberjacks. Uh, they're, they're just solid freaking dudes who love professional wrestling, who respect the sport, and uh, who I think appreciate what we do. Because I think that the, the podcasting world, or I should say the media um, aspect of the professional wrestling world sometimes gets a bad rap. We're always reporting on rumors. Uh, we're always, you know, being disrespectful towards wrestlers when we can never do it inside the ring and blah, 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 blah. And I've never been a wrestler, so maybe some of those comments are warranted. But my point is we've always tried to treat and look at wrestling with respect. The talent, the ring announcers, the commentators, the referees, everybody in between. And it's nice, it's nice to be recognized by a, a, a successful and credible and old school, true blue pro wrestling tag team like the Lumberjacks. So I just wanted to make sure that I got that off because, you know, generosity goes a long way and we're obviously extremely thankful. So shout out to our boys, the Lumberjacks. And on top of that that too, Renee, uh, you know, so many times a lot of podcasts, uh, you know, especially in the wrestling scene, they don't really uh, do a lot to, to support the wrestling. You know, the actual independent workers that are really using this to try to get more bookings and try to do things, you know, and when you do things like that, you get supported by some, you know, uh, by great talent. It goes a long way. And I think that's why we keep growing and we keep growing in stride. It's because of the community around us and the atmosphere that we give off because it's about building the local scenes and it's about getting their name, you know, getting to know. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Well, you know what? As the logo switches sides, you know what that means. We are a few minutes late. So I apologize. I just thought we were having a really intriguing conversation. Oh, no. Yeah, to totally. I thought it. it was awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, our first featured guest of the evening. We had some pretty sweet music lined up for him. But apparently, when you're connecting your new computer to your mixer, you got to download drivers. Drivers? What do I need drivers for? It's a, oh. It's, oh. It's, it's a mixer. Why do I need a driver? It's It doesn't even have wheels. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. Oh. Somebody who's a little bit more tech savvy, like Jason Mortis, maybe can explain this to me. Sorry, I was going to send you one of my drivers. What? I was going to send you one of my drivers until you told me it's free. It ain't that kind of driver, you buffoon. It's a computer driver. Uh, you know what? Never mind. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the first time. Maybe in a long time. Maybe the first time ever. I'm not even sure, bro. My memory, you know, I mean, my memory, I, I got dropped as a child. That's what it is. That's what it is. The one and only, a man who used to do his damn thing in the ring. Now he's all over the damn place, all over your Twitter feeds and your Twitch feeds. Also doing a little administrating for a WWE Hall of Fame, uh, Hall of Famer. And the toughest job of them all, in my opinion, the general manager for Premier Independent Wrestling here in the great state of Kansas. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason 
Mortis. What's up, guys? How are we doing? What's up, Dick? What's up, Renee? What's up, you dick? Renee, that was disrespectful. The way Jason said it was appropriate, and that was that. I was, I was just. I, I apologize. I'm no, sorry. Not, don't, don't apologize. Don't apologize to him. Oh, okay. This is America. I was, I was <laughs> gonna say, Mr. Nobody, this is America. We don't apologize. Yeah, you know what, my man, what, my, my mom. Well, well, uh, it was one of my uncles. He was the the misbehaved uncle. He said, Junior, Renee Junior, it's better to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. Yep. So we just go ahead and do what the hell we want to do. <laughs> That's how simple it is. Well, Jason, welcome to the show. Did I, I said that right. That's Premier Independent Wrestling. Premier right. Independent Wrestling. Yep. Right now. I said that right. Okay. That that's a that's that's a bold statement to call yourself Premier coming out of the gate. Let's start with the present and work <laughs> backwards. What makes PIW? I saw your card, so I already know the answer. to This is kind of a trick yeah. question. What makes this new promotion? Premier, go. So first, I want I want to tell you that the investors of Premier they came to me, and they said, "Hey, we got the show starting. Um, it's going to be here and everything, and we want you to help run it. We want you to help be the general manager. We want we want you to help book it and everything." Um, so I was, so that's exactly why I asked them too. I was like, "All right, um, yeah, if you're going to call yourself Premier, what's going to make it Premier?" And we want Premier Independent Wrestling to kind of be. The startup or the the um, the stepping stone to that next that next level, you know, um, you know, for the for the guys who want to go to like the NWA, the MLW, stuff like that. We want to be the stepping stone up to there. So we want the premier um, local wrestlers, the premier regional wrestlers, the ones who maybe who have not had that chance to to step up and and show um, the PIW fans and everybody. That they deserve to have a chance at the, uh, the those bigger promotions. Well, okay. Well, that that's a lofty goal. You want to give yep. the guys an opportunity to work somewhere so they can kind of perfect their craft and and eventually move up the ladder. But before they can do that, they've got to have success at PIW. Well, exactly. So, well, well, there you go. So, that's... what does that look like? Because in some promotions, it's <laughs> it's just about having badass matches. If you have badass matches, who gives a shit about titles? It is what it is. And then some promotions are all about the championship and being right, able huh? to kind of carry that championship and show your promoter, hey, I'm going to take this thing to Disney World. I'm taking it to work. <laughs> I'm taking it to the porta potty. So, right. what would you say that mission statement should be for the gentleman that you're in charge of on this roster? Yeah. So, so basically. Um... You know, we're just starting out, so we, we don't have any titles uh, right now. Um, but our big thing is we we had a lot of, lot of wrestlers that, that hit us up, say, "Hey, we want to, we want to be on your show. We want to do this and everything." We're all like you said, we're all about the opportunity, and um, <clears throat> we want to give everybody a chance to show what they're made of. So we so these first couple shows, we're basically gauging talent ourselves. I mean, a lot, a lot of these guys that are on the on the show here. I know I've known from the past and everything. Mm-hmm. Some I'm just now meeting. Oh, we're going to talk about the past. You be sure yeah. about that. <laughs> we are going to get uh, into the old school a little bit. <laughs> but 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 yeah, that's that's the thing. We want to gauge the talent, and we're going to gauge them on everything, you know, um, and see. Just we just want to see how they do too, because uh, you know, um, I mean, I've been. Well, you should. You got to make sure yeah, your yeah. investment is successful. I don't. I mean. <laughs> And that's the name of the game, isn't it? After all, that, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. As a guy 
who is uh, obviously a massive fan, but also involved in the business. I know how hard it is to set yourself apart. There's a lot of talented guys nowadays. Guys are coming in in better shape, more mm. knowledgeable. The work ethic, and maybe it's because I'm a little old school. Maybe that's where, you know what I'm saying, and the communication. But I can tell you what, man, it's, it's going to take. Old school should be highlighted, Renee. I just want to throw that out there and get back to your question. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, no, no, no. I was, I was kind of comment if you were paying attention, okay? But but I do know that I have uh, um, another question that I want to ask you before I throw it over to my partner, Dick Douglas, uh-huh. and that's this. So the owner, okay, and I am a part of the media, so I have to ask this question. You can answer it however you please. Why has the owner of PIW, Premier Independent Wrestling, decided to stay in the background? Because we all know that a lot of guys, I'm not naming any names, like to start promotions so that they can put themselves at the top of the card. No. So that they, uh, Yeah, no, of course not. That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that they could perpetually be the champion, um, you know, to, to get themselves over. They, they have, a, they have a, a carte blanche to do whatever they want with the booking. And predominantly, it starts with them and then works its way down. Why has the owner decided to keep himself quiet and put you in charge? I'm curious. He had to have told you that. They they just they just want to they want to be the investors of it, you know, and I am in charge of the booking. So I'm not wrestling on the card. So you know, I, I tell the wrestlers, you know, where they're gonna be on the card and everything. So the investors really actually don't have much say in it. They are um they're relying on me. To put a card together like this, so wait, so, so it's a it's a fine. So I really like this concept. I, I think it's great. Well, yeah, they they, they, they sure. said they see it as an investment opportunity. So somewhere they they see it as hopefully in the future being profitable. But you know how, how we know as especially local promotions, it's really hard to <laughs> to be right. uh, profitable. Uh, but we're gonna do, we're gonna do everything we can, you know. So, you know, you know, how's that dynamic work out? Do you think with the with the guys in the back? Do you, do you think, uh, you know, because you've uh, been a part of many promotions and, and got to see different structures of, of management? Do, mm-hmm. do you think uh, this is a little bit uh, less stressful for a locker room uh, this way? Uh, I, sh- I sure hope so. Okay, because uh, because we yeah we we um, like the people who who we have on this card and some of the people that I reached out to. Um, I think are very, and that's a really good question too, because the locker room is a big part um, of, of wrestling that a lot of fans don't see. And I, and I think the, the talent that we have on this card are going to be great in the locker room too. Um, so we, we, we want to have a really good uh, positive morale in the backstage because when, when everybody's, um, you know, having good matches and having a good time and there's no, uh, no, you know, BS going on. Right. Um, the whole show um, just flourishes, you know. Absolutely. Let's get a Sonny's question addressed here uh, real quick. Uh, Renee, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. If you, you know, this is from Sonny, uh, one of our other hosts. Uh, he's uh, nicer to Renee, uh, absolutely uh, just a, a jerk off. Because he shows up okay. for work every well, week. If you could change, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> if you could change anything about professional wrestling, uh, what would it be? If Oh, that's a good question. If I could change anything about pro wrestling, what would it be? Um, I, I would say so. And I think I've heard other people say this before because in the, ever since I'm, I'm not blaming a hundred percent on social media, but really ever since social media exploded in the last, what, 10, 11, 12 years or something. Right. 2009, uh, 2009. Yeah. It, yeah. 
um you know with with more you know wrestlers and celebrities and stuff getting on like twitter and all such stuff and people have been seeing a little bit more um what goes on behind the scenes you know you know the 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 old theory the the saying now is kayfabe is dead dead and everything i don't hundred percent believe that but it's mm-hmm. definitely it's definitely hurt a little bit because people do open up saying hey you know this is this is what's going on. I mean, j- just look at the Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. You know, he used his right. real name, and he's in in all. And you know, they're telling these stories and everything that's that's happened. And um, and and even now, even with like local and regional indie guys, um, you know, they're on Twitter. They're you know, they're trying to promote themselves. And it's it's when when you're trying to sell stuff, you know, and say, hey, you know, buy my merch and everything. And especially if you're a heel, because back in the day, it used to be a lot different where, you know, the heels wouldn't be out there selling their merch, the faces would, and the faces would give, like, the heels a little bit a little bit of cut, you know, because the heels help put them over. Right. These days, it's, it's like it's like you got to put yourself over somehow. And a lot of that is because of social media, I, I think, you know. Oh, absolutely. And let me uh, kind of just piggyback off of that, too, because, you know, you just uh, completely agree with, the, with uh, how things are different with heels, you know, selling merch and things like that. Uh, a lot of people are under the impression that maybe, uh, you know, the whole baby face heel thing, it's starting to get a little convoluted on the indie scene with guys that, you know, uh, you know, try to be this, the Steve Austin, you know, you always see a, a couple of the, is that, is that a, a, do you think that's a growing problem uh, in the independent scene? And uh, just to start up, I, I don't, I don't think it's a problem, but um, it, it's just different. It's just different yeah. now. Um People are always going to want to see the good guy for the best versus the bad guy. Right. That's always going to happen. But, but you do want kind of want to see changes and everything too, uh, or, or, you know, different types of matches and stuff. So there's still going to be like, like, you know, the guys who are kind of, uh, um, you know, walking that thin line of good guy, bad guy and everything. And, you know, sometimes people just want to see two tough guys beat the crap out of each other. That's true too. So, um, so yeah, I mean it's it's just it's just different. I I, I don't want to say it's like worse or better or anything. It's just different than what it was, you know. I mean, if you look, you know, twenty years ago, you know, back in the attitude era, that was different than right. the way wrestling was twenty years before. So, and, and we I do mean, have another question. I apologize mm-hmm. there, Richard. Uh, so uh, Aaron Wallace, all bro on YouTube, wants to know, and and it was gonna lead kind of to my next series of questions. Uh, you, the, your start in professional wrestling, obviously you yeah. dabble in a lot of things now. I yeah. have a little bit of a background knowledge of what kind of, uh, of what you did once you got into the business, uh-huh. but you know, you and I have never talked about what actually prompted you to get into the business and why you chose where you chose. Why don't you tell us that? So, so get this. I don't know if I've told you this before, Ren, Renee, I don't um, think so. but I mean, you, you know, where I started, you know, um, where, okay, let me start at the very beginning here. My, uh, I actually first tried to get into pro wrestling back in the year 2000. You old, bro. 22 years ago. I just hit 40. I just hit 40 last year. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) No, I just hit 40 last year. All right. Well, just, just in case anyone's wondering when we do go to break and you know, the, 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 um, uh, the overlay comes up and the music hits, I am actually physically changing Dick Douglas's diaper. So he's the young one here. (laughs) 
Depends, fam. Depends. Oh, no. Hey, we're trying to interview a guest here, Renee. You're completely taken away from the content of the show right now with that convoluted and, quite frankly, pessimistic jab. That's detrimental to that our That shit's community. funny, though, bro. That shit's <laughs> funny. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, Jason. I apologize. Oh, no, no, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, my um, I tried. I actually um, back in the year two thousand, um, I found this uh, pro wrestling school. I'll use that in quotes there in Las Vegas, and um, right. I, I actually I found this through. I used to do the old tape tradings, you know, the the VHS tapes back in the day and everything. And this guy that kept it that I was talking to a lot and ta- trading tapes with. You know, I told him about how I wanted to be pro wrestler. I had just turned 19 and everything. And, you know, I was a young, you know, pre-athletic uh, young guy and everything. And he was like, well, I know this guy in Las Vegas and everything. You know, he's just starting a school and everything. And uh, why don't you hit him up? So I sent him an email. And I also, I found the email for John Tenta down in Orlando, Florida. Okay, who I found tight. out he was he was starting up a school at that time. That's a good lead right there, buddy. So, so I sent him an email as well. Well, the guy in Las Vegas, um, and I'm not going to name names because it did not turn out well. You're a true but, gentleman. <laughs> but the guy in Las Vegas, he replied back first within a couple of days saying, hey, yeah, we got this new school coming up. You know, we got about 12 students and we would love to have you there. You know, gave me the price and everything. I was like, OK, great. And I committed to him. It was about and I, it was like a month later, like I was going to fly out there and just change my entire life for wrestling. Two weeks after I sent that email, John Tenta emails me. Saying, yeah, we got this, this, and this. I was like, oh, I already made my commitment here. And I was like, do you know anything about this guy? And he's like, yeah, I actually uh, toured with him in, in England. He's kind of green and everything. And so the guy in Las Vegas, he was kind of a younger, greener guy and everything. And to this day, I still wish I I told that guy no and went to John Tenta school. Because I because I, I knew who Tenta was. I, I knew his work and everything. And um, But he, he was such a nice guy over emails and everything. And, and he understood. So... I flew to Las Vegas. It lasted a week. All right. The guy lied out his ass. He didn't have the school there. Um, he he said he had like the wrestling ring and everything. And it was in this one place. And it was like the day after I got there, he, uh, he handed me a newspaper. And he said, let's look and see where we can put the wrestling ring. I'm like, wait on first red flag. What are you talking about? And I'm staying with him too. Whoa, okay. whoa. I'm staying with him. That's I, an important I, detail. So he brought you in for the startup? <laughs> yes. So, so um, okay. Remember, I'm a naive 19-year-old with a dream. I was right. stupid. Okay. And I flew across the, like, halfway across the country <coughs> to go this place. And so I, I didn't know anybody except him, you know, and he introduced to me, uh, introduced me to his, he said it was like his promoter or whatever. It was just some weird guy and everything. And, uh, I remember going to the grocery store and he's like, let's see if you can take a chop. And he's a big guy too, you know, and he chops me and you're like right in the grocery line. He was like, you can take a chop pretty good. And I was like, okay. And, and yeah. By the so, way, shout out, shout out to, sorry, sorry for interrupting Jason. Shout out to big country, Matt Stockdale, still supporting big country with my big, big country, country. Matt Stockdale bracelet right there. So <laughs> shout out to my guy, go to training fool. No, I'm just playing. So, I'm just playing. <laughs> So it, so it was, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just kind of weird. And, um, the, the other red flag that I got, and there were other things, but I, I won't, I could talk about this like for an hour. I'm not going to do that. But Bury him! No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was looking for, I was looking for a job in the area. I had no car. So I, I, um, he, the, uh, the trainer said that there was a GNC down the, down the street that I was hiring. 
So I walked there. It was about a mile away. It wasn't a big deal. So I walked there and I got hired and I worked there for four hours before they fired me. And, uh, and they were like, well, you know, they, they gave me cash and they were like, well, we, we ended up uh, deciding not to keep in you because you didn't, you didn't have a whole lot of knowledge in supplements. And they knew that before they said they were going to train me and all this other stuff, you know? So, so I came back, uh, came back home and told the guy and he was like, well, why'd you, Oh, uh, uh, the reason why I got fired, cause I put him as a reference on my application and, and, uh, yeah, he's like, why'd you put me as, as your reference? It's like, you're the only person I know. He goes, I used to work there. I got fired for stealing. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was like six days goes by. I'm not, I haven't trained a single day and I'm like, come on, I'm here for training. Can we, can we do something? So like, he, he was like, all right. So he takes me to the gym one day and has me run the treadmill and all this crap. It's like, I could have done this at home. What's going on? You know, and he's he's just trying to get this money out of me. Damn, yeah, it was it was a scam, and he was just trying to scam me as long as it could. And I was like, I I was I told him I want to get my money back, and and I never forget what he told me. He goes, "Do you think you deserve that money back?" And I was like, "You haven't you haven't trained me, you haven't done this, you haven't done anything on your promises." And we came real close to to going at blows and everything. Well, I, I, would, I mean, I, I admire yeah. you for being as patient as you were, bro. Right. Somebody I, I, should I, get the shit slapped yeah. out of him for that. At least a slap. Yeah. And, what? and I, I was like, I was like, whatever, just take me to the airport. Uh, tomorrow I had just enough money to get a plane ticket back, back to Kansas City. So, and, and the guy, the guy at the time, he was, he was very green. He was a young guy. He's like 23 and he, he's, he's a legit wrestler. He's, he's wrestled, uh, around in some uh some companies that uh some well-known companies at that time and so right well but but okay let's fast forward to to the positive thing so it took me 14 years (laughs) i know i told you you that was a long story dude as soon as you i was like yo (laughs) so yeah he he deserved it so you think it it would end there i'm i'm sorry for dragging on about that so you think no no no. good story go ahead so it took me 14 years to to be like, um, you know, I got I got one more chance at this. So I don't want to totally give it up. You know, I was in my younger 30s, you know, and um, and I, I found uh, like I, you know, it, it was like I literally I was about to give up, and I saw the Extreme Wrestling Center sponsorship or like sponsored post uh, on Facebook, and I found it was like five minutes from my house. I was like, you gotta be kidding! Me. Five minutes? Five minutes from my house? Wow! So yeah, so I, I went there and um, and I I. Did the uh, the tryout and everything, and passed it, and that was seven and a half years ago. Incredible. So that's that's where it was, right when XWC was starting. All right, and and I have a follow up question. Bless you, Dick Douglas, up there. You all right, buddy? Hang in there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hey, I'm a trooper. I'm pulling in here. Yes, I'm, you I'm... are, man. A new and improved Richard Douglas. Daddy wants some more of that. I'm a That's gross. I actually feel <laughs> right now. Oh, and one more, one more thing, Renee. You, you, you said this is my first time ever on this on the show. No, 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 no. Yes, you, you did. One, yes, no, wait, you did. I wait, was... wait. If you go back and watch the tape, I was like pondering, and I was like, "Is this like?" And listen, so I I know you've been on before, but when you came on last time. Uh-uh. I didn't know how to play this. So listen, oh, you know what? Uh, gotcha. I'm pulling, I got okay. you're saying. I'm pulling the scab. Gamma Last time is you came dead. on, you were Ray Gamma. Gamma so is I'm dead. like, how do we play this thing? <laughs> da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? I, I got you. I got you. I wasn't you. sure, bro. I, I, I wanted to be respectful, but I was like, 
somebody who you know how people you know how the internet is somebody's got too much time on their hands is gonna go back and go wait a second this isn't a new guest we've had him on before so i'm like let me just go ahead and hedge my bet a little bit for the record (laughs) for the record all right so question again from the one and only sunny money um a bit off topic not really but maybe uh what will make piw different from other wrestling promotions hmm I asked a similar question earlier on, yeah. but just in case, why don't you go ahead and drop it on us? Yeah, so so like I said before, we're um, you know we're gonna we're gonna try to find the best the best talent to try to help boost them uh, to the next level. You know, we 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 know we're not WWE, we're not AEW. We know that we don't want to be, you know, but we want to help that talent to get to the next level. You know, we want we're we're gonna do more than just saying, hey, you know, we got this wrestling show; these guys are gonna wrestle on here. We're gonna we're gonna help these talent like anything we can behind the scenes to to get that make that next step. I think that's gonna be a big thing for us, um, you know. Because I mean, there, I'm I'm sure there's other wrestling uh, organizations that do that as well. But a lot of them, you know, they they do just purely their show, you know. But we we want to do what we can to look out for look out um, for the best for the talent, um, you know, as as well as just just try to make the best show we can for the fans. Well, you know, I love to hear that because ultimately I think if you put the fans first, kind of like field of dreams, right? If you build it, he will come Mm. that sort of thing. Like you, you have to focus on the quality of the product. And, you know, I know myself and, and uh, RD over there have had this conversation behind the scenes with usually with a lawyer and some security guards between us. (laughs) Like we need to make sure that we're ready for the show I try to be overprepared. Uh, Dick Douglas is learning, in my opinion, to to be ready for big time interviews like mm-hmm. like this one, like the one we're I've always been ready. Don't well, I mean, the thing here's the, here's the thing, buddy. Here's the thing, and I'm sitting there waiting for you. Jason Mortis is in the green room. Hardcore Hoss is in the green room. Skywalker's in the green room. Our our, our catering staff is in the green room. Dick Douglas, fashionably late, showing up one minute. Before the live broadcast, and there's only really one way to sum this up. Effing bullcrap. That's what it is, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the damn truth. Sorry. You know, it's okay. I'll remember it for quite some time, you know, and I don't want to take away from the interview, but I think that's quite frankly a uh, bullshit. I, I, I no, that's what, that hey, hold on a second. I just said that. <laughs> How are you going to say the same thing I said? It's because, well, because my version Such of it's the biter. truth. Oh, my gosh. Such a biter. Anyway, it's not about you and me. It's about Jason Morris. So, okay, uh, um, I've got a question in the direct messages. Uh, guys, you can always post them on the live thread, but whatever. The question is about your affiliation. As a matter of fact, the question was, what what is what is Jason wearing? What is the oh, shirt? What yes. does it mean? So let's go ahead and ask that question, bro. <laughs> You're representing, you know, so, what I'm saying? the Mad Squad, uh, Mad Mob Squad. To talk to Medusa's Mad Mod Squad. Yep, I'm actually on the back of the shirt too. What? Oh hell yeah! How do I get on a t-shirt, bro? Uh, mean... Somewhere back there. I'm back there. Okay. So so yeah so uh, my affiliation with uh, with WWE Hall of Famer Medusa. Ooh. Yeah. So so it, it's kind of funny how the, how this happened. Um, you know, of course, you know, during the pandemic and everything, um, there's no wrestling shows going on. There's no oh, nothing boy. going on, especially oh, in 2020. Boy. Yeah. So I, so I found out through my buddy, uh, Alex Kool-Aid Ansel, who's a comedian. Um, 
He's a guy that 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 helped me um, work the Jake the Snake show and the Raven show. You know, when I was helping them book comedy shows and everything. Right, right. He he was he was starting to work with uh, with Medusa, and uh, so I was I was just talking to him. He was like, "Yeah, Medusa's gonna she's starting up on Twitch and everything, and and this and that." I was like, "Oh, great. Well, I'm I'm gonna go and support my buddy Alex and uh, just you know go check out go check out her Twitch channel and." I was basically one of the first people that kind of jumped in on there and, you know, talking with some other pe- other people in, in chat, talking with, with Medusa and in there. And um, it was just, I, you know, it, it's kind of funny because I just came in as a fan, you know, I was just, just hanging out and everything. And um, I became a regular uh, in the, in the channel and her, her, she had one mod at the time. His name is Huck. And, um, he, it was like a couple months later, he hits me up and, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit, be, uh, behind the scenes, you know, he's, so he, he knew my background, he knew where I came from and everything. And he was like, you know, we're looking for more mods. You know, we got this, this, and this going on and, and this set, um, we would really like you to be a mod. And, and I, nice. I knew the thing is with, with, um, with Medusa, it's like, it's more than just being a mod. It's more than just going to her Twitch channel. And saying, hey, you know, make sure, you know, nobody's, you know, causing problems and stuff. She has a whole, she has this whole setup. And um, at first I, I turned it down because I just thought, oh, I'm, I don't have time for it. I'm busy. I just like coming and hanging out. But, but, you know, when I was more, I talked to Huck and everything. Um, he kind of, he kind of talked me into it. He was like, you know what? I really do want to be a part of it. Big opportunity, bro. Yeah, it is a big better opportunity. better take your homie. <clears throat> No, and, and, no, I, I, I do, and uh, we have a great team over there, you know, um, with with Huck and um, um, the other the other people who on the Mad Mod Squad, uh, Digi Winter and uh, Hype. Um, I gotta give them a shout out, of course. You know, <laughs> they're they're we we have a great team over there. Yeah, I'm really really glad that um, that I did join it because it's like it's, you know, they they've all kind of turned into like a second family. You know them and Medusa and everything. And it's just it's been a lot of fun and a little bit nerve wracking uh, working uh, for Medusa on the channel. And everything. Whoa, 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 okay. So I gotta ask you about that because I I got a couple of glimpses and Medusa's not the type to like pussyfoot around stuff. You oh no, absolutely wrecked. not. Have you had any like borderline viral moments as as a mod or anybody? Because <laughs> listen, we're just little wrestle talk podcast and we get trolls. So I can only imagine Medusa. Like, you had anything you could share with us, bro? Like, that's you got to have at least one for us. Are, are you talking about like stuff that happens in the in the yeah, chat? Just bullshit on the that, like, yeah, yeah, like like silly people saying off the wall. Oh, shit dude. It. So yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? If if you remember, um, I think this is like last year. There was for like a a month for some reason. Twitch was starting to get all these hate raids. You know, yep. Uh, for just for no reason, people just die on. You know, I was talking about know. earlier people that have way too much time. These yeah. are the people. These are the people yeah. I'm talking about. No, exactly. So, so it, we, um, me, Digi, Winter Hype, and and Huck were all like actually on her. We we were. I can't remember what we were talking about. We were actually on her channel talking about something, and um, all of a sudden these people just came in and just started talking about stuff, and we're like, hold Trouble on a second. We, we got quiet <laughs> for like three minutes, and we're like, do 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 do, and we just you know, just took everybody out where, you know, yeah. So, and Medusa was like, that's why I got these mods here. Hell <laughs> you know? Yes. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you know, you have to see Medusa's uh, Twitch stream. It is, she's she very kills, entertaining. Bro. 
It's uh, twitch.tv slash Medusa underscore rocks. Um, she streams every Monday, Wednesday, Friday evening at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern. So that'll be 8 p.m. Central time. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what you see on that stream is is what you get. That's her. She's not she's not putting on a gimmick or anything. That's her. Well, well speaking of know. gimmicks, we got a comment right here. It says. Uh, little known fact, uh, not only was she a professional wrestler, also a monster truck driver. Yeah. Was she, she was a monster Is that a real thing? Yeah, she she's a shout out a, to Aaron two, Wallace. That was good, man. She she's a, a two-time monster truck champion, yeah, over at Monster Jam. Yep. Dude. Like these people are like some people live like I, I, all I actually, four of my hold dreams. on a That's second. Magic, I got, I got shows over. I, yeah, I actually got her monster truck right there. What? Yeah, oh, yeah. How did I not And there we go. There you go. I, I, the, I had, when I first met her over at the NWA Empower, she, she signed it. So I, I had to check it Dick Douglas, I got to get your thoughts on this. Did you know that Medusa was also a Monster Jam champion? I did not know this. I, I, I don't. It doesn't surprise me. Medusa's a badass, you know. I mean, it, it Straight up legend, fam. She, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, she, she, yeah, she is. She is the first uh, woman champion, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, wow, I mean, she, she, I mean, she's a trailblazer. I mean, she is not well, like I said. about her. what she did in the ring. You talk about her promos, <laughs> yeah. bro. That alone makes her a legend. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, without a doubt. I, I, I'm not just saying this because she's my boss on Twitch, but I legit think that she's one of the smartest minds in wrestling. She's got her wrestling IQ is just, just so high. Yeah, her, you don't get, her, that, her you don't get that ring for nothing. No, I, 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 I honestly think that her and Raven are two of the smartest minds in wrestling. Shit, dog. I believe that. Love to have <laughs> Raven on sometime. <laughs> Maybe Jason. Martin. Anyway, we'll talk about that <laughs> off the air. Okay. Okay. So, so I want to get into something else because I know we're jumping around, bro. And, and if we had more time, we could probably get into it all. Uh, but truthfully, this card, okay, mm-hmm. this PIW card, uh-huh. um, it, we would do ourselves a disservice if we didn't go through it at least briefly. Let's talk to me about some of the talent, where you acquired this talent. I know you were very, very selective in the people that you decided to bring in. There's a lot of talent throughout the Midwest, but you were very, very picky. Talk to us about some of the veterans on your card and talk to us about some of the, uh, let's say, the young lions on your card that people should be looking forward to. What do you got for us? All right. All right. Well, let's let's start with the veterans then. Let's start with the veterans. Um, well, first off, so so uh, we got Big Dog and Kid USA. Kid USA oh, is, com- oh. is coming back to, to wrestling after a long <laughs> absence. You know, he, he hit us up and he said he really wanted to work for us. So he really wanted to be on this card. So I, you know, I, I couldn't turn him down. I was like, yeah, you know, we, we'll find a spot for you. And he's teaming up with his old partner, uh, the Big Dog, who is no stranger to to uh, Midwest wrestling and Kansas wrestling and everything. He's, he's been everywhere. You know, he's uh, done everything. So um, we have him, we have them going against who, so Professor Crapel started Kind of, uh, and you all know Professor Crapel, you know. Uh, Renee, I, I can't hear you, Renee. You're muted. Unmute, Renee. There you go. You're, okay, you're both sorry muted. About that. Sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. No, of course, we know Professor Crapel, man. Yeah. Shout out to Kylan. That's my guy. Uh, I've missed seeing him in the local uh, professional wrestling scene. It's been a little while since he's appeared. So are you bringing him in? He, so so he, he hit me up. You know, we, we have a history. We have a pretty long oh, history. Sure. <laughs> uh, we, we've For had we've sure. had we've had some highs, we've had some lows, uh, but I mean, Professor Crapel is still a professional. So he said he and a he, great mind himself. By he the way. is a very good mind in, in pro wrestling. I, I, I'll I'll give him 
you know, he, he may he may be uh, kind of a jackass sometimes, but he's a very good mind in professional wrestling. And he said he's got a couple guys that, that he wants to bring in to take on Big Dog and uh, and Kid USA. So he's bringing in. So Capel's uh, coming in with clients now? He's oh, coming in with clients. Yeah. This is so, interesting. So he's That's bringing in Hassan Payne, uh, who was a veteran of 30 years of wrestling. Um He's he's gonna be teaming up with a um, with a young guy by the name of Daniel Maxson, so who comes out of the XWC. I like how you're and, putting uh, in the old school talent and the young put, talent. I, I like put, that putting a, yeah mixing a little bit in there. Yep. So uh, I'm very interested to see how that how that pays out. See um, see what happens there because I don't know Professor Rappel. You know I I've known him for about seven years, but I still can't figure him out sometimes. You know, <laughs> I think you're probably better off trying not to <laughs> dig deep into that guy's mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. You're probably better off for your own sanity. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you might be right. Yeah. And I've never seen in a guy in a wheelchair take as many bumps as I've seen Professor. Oh, he's, take. he's not. He's not afraid of getting in there. I've seen people sit on him like yeah. he is freaking fearless. He's, he's taking suplexes in the ring. You know what he told me, bro? He's like, what are they going to do? Break my legs? <laughs> I'm like, what? You're a sick, sick boy. He, he's, he's a sick man. He really has, he really has no fear. You, you sick know? bastard, you. Uh, he, he likes to mess with people, too. So, Dude, he's a wild man. So he, he, he's going to be a wild card back there, too. Hell yeah, he so, is. So that's that's the tag match we got. We also have uh, El Diablo versus Shrapnel, two young high flyers who are just, they're both making waves uh, all over Missouri, Illinois, Kansas, everywhere and these they're both two young guys who are just i mean the, the sky's the limit for both yeah i agree you know Absolutely. so i am super excited to to bring both those guys on uh and we have uh shannon reed uh the coming bully in, smasher know, is the back holy smasher shannon but the lean reed and mean rejuvenated he's, he's dropped a bit of weight he's gotten in a bit better shape um as you know he is a former uh, kcxw champion yeah. Uh, so he comes in to uh, to take on uh, the self-proclaimed best Bobby West, who demanded he be put on this on this uh, card. And I, I don't like people making demands, but I am all about opportunities. I'm all I'm all about giving somebody a chance. So we'll okay. we'll see how this goes. You know. Well, let's hope that doesn't come back to bite you because I've seen Bobby West <laughs> upset. And he's not the easiest guy to get through when he's pissed off. No, I think well, he feels underappreciated, and to a certain extent, I absolutely agree. Yeah, he, he well, you know, that's uh, you know, he, he may he feel unappreciated. Some some people may say he he might feel entitled. Oh uh, wait, I, I said some people. I didn't say me. Oh, like not I said, you. Um, not you. Okay, okay. No, you see I'm, what I'm, he does. Like see how he tried to turn your words around really fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm just that. pointing. You gotta out. watch him. I'm just I'm just highlighting what I'm hearing. That's all. Oh, so, okay. No, we'll 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 see how this goes. We'll see how this goes. All right. Then we got uh, we got a triple threat match. We got uh, Doctor Ison versus uh, Clay Huna, and the and the third man that we just that we just signed on to is the current New Breed Wrestling Champion, uh, Nothing Neater Derek Teeter. Ooh, so, Derek Teeter. Hey, and that belt's been held by some monsters. I believe the Suplex Cyclone Kurt Gannon, the Suplexorcist, has held that championship before. I think some some pretty. It, it's a really good championship. Now, now yes. I will say that it is a non-title match. This is not 
you know that that's that stays at new breed and everything but yeah yeah but, but talk about like making your mark in the midwest you beat the n uh the nba nbw champion uh shout out to my boy scotty them boys out there uh the Midwestern wrestling fans are going to take notice of that, right? That's what you're banking on. Big match, maybe not non-title, but people are going to take notice. Yeah, and I mean Derek Teeter, he's uh, he's making a name for himself all over the place. You know, he's um, I, I'm so glad we got him on the card. You know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. The fans, uh, the fans will definitely appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, we got um, the Unbound Barbarian Ryan Cole. Who, if you remember, is formerly known as Johnny Rocco. He uh, he's kind of rediscovered himself. You know, he took some time off during the COVID time and everything, and he hit the gym. And I I don't know whether I think he's been I don't know I think I think he's been like like secretly doing some extra training like in a cave somewhere. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was about to know. say hitting the gym is a bit of an understatement. I've been paying attention to Johnny Rocco in the background. He look he looks like a beast. This man has absolutely transformed himself into a beast of a man. And and it's funny because uh we've got Brian Blade joining us here in about 10 minutes, uh MWA's very own. And I think of a guy that just looks the part and and you know, talks talk, walks the walk. I see a lot of a young Brian Blade in what we're seeing in the transformation I, of Ryan Cole. Very I, exciting. I see that. And, and it's great that you guys get the opportunity to kind of debut this new and improved, you know, guy formerly known as Johnny Rocco, Ryan Cole. I think mm-hmm. it's something that everybody should keep their eyes on. And he will be taking on uh, Kenny Zombie Jones, who's been all over Kansas oh, wrestling. He's been wrestling tell 15, me that. 15 years. Oh, don't he's, tell me that. Not he's somebody I, I've been in the ring with with Zombie before, <sighs> and and he's he's a wild card in the Bro, ring. I had to call a match with this guy. <laughs> Shout out to Adam Pena, United Underground. Out he of is a unique man. personality. Oh, he is out of his mind. He's a unique. He's a unique personality. He left the commentary table, came out to Baby Shark with a shark head on, <laughs> and whooped ass for like ten minutes. Grabbed a beer and came back and joined me in commentary. I mean, that is yeah, Danny Zombie dude. Jones. He's he's uh he's a fighter in there, you know. I mean, he's got he's got kind of a um, lighter demeanor, but but when he gets in the ring, he'll tear he'll tear it up, you know. Well, what, so. what is what is the marksman talking about? Ryan Cole just turned seventy one. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, That's absolutely out of control. I don't know what you're talking about, but you're the marksman. I'm not gonna argue with the marksman. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think it's a bright idea to argue. I'm not with trying marksman. to get chopped, fam. I'm just not. Period. Point blank. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us, Jason? Uh, let's see. For the for the co-main event, we got. Um, and I'll tell you, this was kind of a surprise to me. First time ever. We we have uh, Tyler Gray versus everybody's buddy Hollis Jarreau. So I you say I, that I am, sarcastically, I assume, because I'm, well, well, I, I, I know, I, I know, I know. Yeah, you and Hollis have a little bit of history, but you know, I, sure. I, I think Hollis, Hollis is is misunderstood. I think he's a good guy. <laughs> Hollis yeah. is misunderstood. Hollis, dude, Hollis has been Hollis has been <laughs> my butt. You know, now I'll 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 bite. You know, when I was Red Gamma, you know, Red Gamma. You know, I wasn't. I don't know what I was thinking sometimes when I was. Mm-hmm. Ray Gamma, but I still think uh, Hollis is a very misunderstood uh, uh, performer, and he's he's just 
he's he's an he, I think he's a nicer guy than than what a lot of people. <laughs> than what he lets say. off. Yeah, but you, you can't deny his ability in that ring. No, 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 never, never. So, yeah. And and Tyler, yeah, Tyler, uh, he's he's a little nuts. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what's going to go on there. A you little know? nuts. He's a little nuts. Yeah, yeah. This dude's out of his mind. He comes out with a chair. He's got face paint. He laughs maniacally, but you know, you want to say he's a he's a okay, a little, mm-hmm. just a cool. little nuts, just a little bit. <laughs> what about the main man? That's what we all been waiting so, for. What, what's the so main baby? We we waited so long. Um, you know, if if you if you kept track of what we were doing on Facebook and everything, um, uh, we were we want to announce the matches like like a couple weeks before the um before the show and everything but the the last this last i don't even know if to call it a match yet because it's not officially booked um but we waited so long um because smash mouth uh, mccollum who likes to run his mouth i mean hits his name you know he heard... that's what scotsmen do they talk <laughs> trash and they drink pints man that's what they do <laughs> Well, he he heard that that Deke Hansen was going to be on the show, and he's returned to wrestling. And you talking Deke, about thick, 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 thick Hansen, yep. Yeah, and and he's he's from Perry, Kansas. He's from he he actually went to the Perry LeCompton High School where the show was taking place, and Smash Mouth heard he was going to be there, so he called him out. Um, now Is Smash, Smash out of his damn mind. He. he I don't know, but uh, apparently Smash Mouth doesn't want to get in the ring himself right now. So he's uh, oh. he, he's he, I think he hired uh, he hired a big gun in JC Thunder. So whoa, whoa, whoa. so wait wait wait. <laughs> so Smash Mouth calls him out, but then hires oh. somebody else to actually have the fight. You know what? Like oh, like I said before, I don't man. I don't I don't know what Smash Mouth's beef is with D. Canson. You know, maybe he just wants to see somebody really get beaten up. Um, but yeah, that's what coming. I mean. How are you gonna call somebody out and then not even handle it yourself? I don't understand that. And and for weeks, I was trying to mediate, you know, kind of negotiate between them and say, "Hey, are we are we gonna make this happen?" And I haven't gotten an answer back yet. So so mm. Deke Deke did tell me that he's going to be at the show. Um, so he'll let everybody know at the show if he's if he will accept that challenge and take on JC Thunder. Oh, I'm anxious to hear about it. Uh, well, the results, I, I personally, unfortunately, will not be attending. It's my granddaughter's first birthday. We can make some noise oh, for that. Yay. Yeah, yeah, we can make some noise for that. Happy birthday. Gotta, yeah, we got some. Hey, exactly. It's going to be a wonderful time. Uh, otherwise, I would be there. If not, I'd be at XWE. I know you guys are absolutely going to kill it. Well, I will only say this, Jason. I, I've seen you evolve in this business uh, from wrestler to kind of like, in limbo due to the injury and now you've kind of reinvented yourself and now you've got a position of authority and i think you've earned that i know maybe you are not a hundred percent content with uh everything that you were able to do inside the ring but i will say that you definitely had some memorable moments i think that you left a great impression on every single person that ever saw you work i think you were incredibly underrated and athletic for your size and I think that if you take that same energy and passion for what you're doing now with the stream or with uh, PIW or anything else or your Twitch or whatever, uh, I think you're going to absolutely knock it out of the park. Dick Douglas, I know you concur. I know we don't agree on much, uh, but Jason's absolutely <laughs> right. killing it right now, man. And, and oh, absolutely. I-, I was excited to be able to get him on the week of the show. You know how busy it is for a general manager the yeah. week of the show and the fact that you made time for us, bro. That itself, of, of course, R- Renee. I'd always make time for you, dude. Aww, so. you are so sweet. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I really appreciate the word those words too. You know, oh, well, nothing, uh, that 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 means a lot to me. Respect, my guy. Respect, oh. Dick Douglas. Uh, final thoughts or questions uh, for Jason Mortis? You know, a uh, week away, right? A week of the show. Uh, yeah, this coming weekend, right? Uh, what what's the what's the thought process? How are you feeling uh, going into it uh, mentally? Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, how are you looking uh, in the next couple of months after this show? So uh, I'm uh, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I haven't been this nervous in a long time, and I I I would think that I, I wouldn't have been that nervous, but but I'm I'm excited, and I I really think that you know it. it it's the same for if you're wrestling in ring as you are doing management production or whatever. If you're not excited or nervous for a show, then it's, it's, it's time to just call it quits. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very excited and nervous, you know, um, I'm hoping that we put on the best show. I'm sure we will. You know, we got great talent. Um, we got, we have some great fans that have been contacting us saying we're really looking forward to the show. So I'm, I'm really excited. And, um, so the next show we do have the next show already booked. Um, it will it will be oh, that's awesome. It will be Saturday, August twentieth. So we're gonna have a we're gonna have a long period there to kind of kind of uh, uh, reset and assess. Okay, you know, let's see see how things go. Um, that will be at the East Lawrence Community Center. So that'll be in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, and then we are planning one more um, show later this year. Um, we don't have the the date uh, pinned down yet. But, you know, once we do, you know, we'll, we'll tell you guys and everything. And um, also, uh, you can you can also catch me on the commentary table over at New Breed Wrestling with Sal Sanchez over there. So uh, my guy, Sal Sanchez, he was yeah, the uh, general yeah. manager of uh, Midwest Elite Wrestling mm-hmm. um, when I was doing commentary over there. So shout out the Fade Club for Life, baby. Got <laughs> to give Sal Sanchez a, uh, a shout out, you, even though he kind of. Uh, he, he, he likes he likes uh poking poking me a bit on the commentary table and making fun of my hairdo. He likes the bad guys, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, but so. uh, but you just know, just like I, I Richard Douglas. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, that's not true. I we're we're a campaign to free wrestling from elitist and lobbyist. I, I don't think that has to do with anybody <laughs> being bad. You, you talk about elitist and then you say you're from the city on the hill. Okay. I mean, no, no. What's what we're trying to create? See, oh. see what he does. Do you see what he does, Jason? He took a little <laughs> bit and he spun it in a way that could try to make him look a little bit. But that's fine. Okay. If that's what you're going to do. I don't recommend it. But go for it. Well, speaking of spinning things, a quick last comment here from the marksman. True or not true? There, Mister Mortis. Fun fact. <laughs> Gamma told a bunch of fans to shut up when he was called a blueberry. Why I, did they call you a blueberry? And did I, you or did you not tell them to shut up? I, I don't think I don't remember ever being called a blueberry. I'm sure it happened. Well, it was because if, if you remember I'm the sure singlet, the singlet that, that I wore was that that blue X-ray skeleton singlet. The uh, I, I know the uh, the um, um, the name that I got called the most the most was Skeletor. Skeletor. So, yeah. <laughs> but but I I I do remember uh, I do remember a couple old ladies uh, yelling at me and everything and flipping me off. So well, job well done. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Yeah. I dig that. Uh, Dick Douglas, we're nearing the end of our time uh, during this conversation. Bro, did you have any other thoughts or questions for Jason Mortis? Just my only thought is good luck this weekend, and uh, I hope you guys have a productive summer and uh, keep kicking ass and uh, and uh, light the world on fire in Kansas this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. No problem.
Well, it's nothing from uh, but respect on our end. Jason Mortis, thank you for being here, sir. Give yourself a round of applause. Thank you. Another great appearance or maybe a great initial appearance, depending on who you talk to, <laughs> by Jason Mortis, man. Thank you very, very much. One more time, bro. Drop the information yep. on the show this upcoming weekend. Where can they buy tickets? Where's yes. the show going down? What time does it start? Go ahead. Do your thing. Uh, Saturday, April 9th at the uh, Perry LeCompton High School in Perry, Kansas. You can buy tickets at piwrestling.com or go to piwrestling.simpletix.com. You'll find the tickets right there. Um, the doors, uh, the VIP doors open at 5.30. General mission floor seats open at 6.15. The show starts at 7. And it looks like uh, we might be doing a battle royal before the show. So, uh, really? so, so come in a little bit early, 6.30, 6.40 or something like that. Some VIP sure stuff, we'll man. A, you gotta do yeah, that. I, yeah, we'll, we'll have a battle royal there. That that'll be fine. Adding value, um, bro. Add value and, for the fans. And also, if you want to catch me on Twitch, I do stream most of the time Tuesdays and Thursday nights. With X, you know, I'm, I'm starting my stream a little bit late today because I'm here. But uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights, you can find me on Twitch uh, at Mortis the Saurus, like Saurus the dinosaur. Or, or I gotta ask this. Okay, so totally uh, off the cuff here, the name. What? what <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell me the name because I love the Ray Gamma name. Yeah. Now, now, no, obviously that was in in as a wrestler, but now you're Jay. What, the origin, just quickly here. So, so Mortis, I I've actually used the name Mortis for like over twenty years in like gaming, online gaming, and stuff like that. And and I I thought so. I had I had the the URL on YouTube youtube.com slash Mortis. For like the longest time since like YouTube was a thing, and then I didn't have enough um, subscribers on there, okay. so that so when they when they changed the whole their whole um, their whole thing or whatever, somebody who had over a thousand subscribers ended up taking that name from me, so I had to come up oh, with something else. So I was like, oh dog. yeah, big so, dog. So 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 it was basically uh, I just thought Morris the Saurus because it kind of rhymed. It sounded cool. I like dinosaurs and. It's also a playoff words, you know. It's spelled thesaurus, so that, that's how it stuck. The, the silly name Clever stick, dude, like, like Ray Gamma stuck, and it was a silly name, you know. So Morisosaurus, it stuck, and it's a silly name. But and you know what? It absolutely works. Shout out to you, much respect. Thank you, and thank you for joining us here for episode three hundred and eighty nine of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Again, man, give yourself a round of applause. Well deserved. Well deserved. Hey, thanks, thanks guys. Jason. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Dig Douglas, a smashing first hour of the Russell Talk podcast, if you ask me, sir. You're very good. Uh, very good. Uh, we did a good job and uh, got a lot across. And as the uh, the sun goes down on my Tylenol Sinex, you know, we'll uh, we'll re-up it as we keep going. And we're going to keep fighting through it on a, on a Tuesday. Have some tequila, bro. Some Cazadores tequila. That's what you need. It'll clear you up. It'll make you a little bit more fun. You won't be so stiff and boring. It'll it'll absolutely change your life. Send me some. We'll make it work. I need to send you tequila. I thought you had like a thing with the Rock. Were you bragging uh, well, about that a couple of weeks uh, ago? Quite frankly, uh, I'd like to stay with the uh, mostly American uh, drinks right now because of the campaign. You know how dangerous that gets when you start drinking. You know, scotch and things. You know, a lot of people get upset over that, and I'm a I'm a I'm a proud. Uh, 
community first person and the rocks tequila wasn't the first alcohol it was stone cold's broken school ipa and that's what i'll be uh uh utilizing uh because of that because he was the trendsetter in the uh, alcohol game okay well there's the, always braggadocious dick douglas ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take a very brief three minute break we'll be back immediately with our second featured guest of the evening the one only the hall of famer mwa's very own Brian Blade, you guys hang out, and in the meantime, we leave you with a little clear soul for uh, clear soul forces with a, a song by the name of ACH. That's right, MLW. and Renee. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, keep going. No, I have to finish, and then the music plays. What do you want? Well, you got to say after this. We'll be back. No, I don't have to say this. Oh my god. Let's go ahead and hit the music, guys. ACH, you know him. He used to be in NXT. He's now in, uh, in MLW and really just an all-around swell guy. Let's go ahead and hit that music by Clear Sore Forces. We'll catch you guys in about three minutes with Brian Blade. Power and speed, I mastered the craft of battle here. 450 splash, I'm jumping out of the atmosphere. On a voyage to be the best in the world while I'm suplexing y'all. Catching one piece from Luffy, the rest of the turnbuckles in a fly wave. Been on this road so long that I became a cruiser weight. He's exclusive, elusive. It's to the point I got the title belt for keeping track sloopin'. Crowds keep it moving. We slam dance to Yo, it. Using a couple combinations, total domination, precision, technician. You don't want it with this mat work. Hurting you bigger for a look. Yeah. Arsenal full of skill here. Enemies in my crosshairs uh-huh. over the top. Go ACH, go, 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 go
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 389 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am the Night Owl hosting you here tonight, and hopefully you guys have enjoyed the first hour of the show. Thank you so very much to our wonderful first hour participants, everybody in the comment section. You guys were crazy today, more than I expected, and an incredible first hour guest who did his damn thing. <laughs> Jason Mortis, a really, really busy guy. Not only is he moderating for Medusa, killing it on his very own Twitch channel, general manager for PIW. He's also a dear friend and somebody to have a tremendous amount of respect for. Before we move on to our featured guest, I must do this. It is obligatory, my friends, so I apologize. I've got to give some love to our wonderful sponsors. Beginning with Everything Combat, Pat Milicic, Jay Hollywood, Kincade Arcade, Esports Bar KC, I-70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Rathbun Engraving, Mi Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Nobleman's Barber Lounge in Kansas City, Missouri. Remember to ask for Pete the Barber. And of course, the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. Now, here in the second hour, we are going to jump immediately in to our second featured interview of the evening with Brian Blade. But before we do that, let me thank everybody who came out this past weekend to our live watch party at Kincaid. You heard me mention them during uh, the sponsor spot there. Kincaid hosted a wonderful event. Okay. We absolutely had a blast. We took over Kincaid Arcade at the Oak Park Mall. We enjoyed night one of WrestleMania. We played video games. We had pizza. We played WWE 2K on PlayStation 5. We played Madden. We played Call of Duty. We filmed some promos, took some pictures. We had an all-out blast. So big shout-out to Kincaid. Big shout-out to everybody that came out. And a major shout-out to Team Wrestle Talk for helping put things together, including Dewan Mills, my partner in crime, my brother from another, the one and only Sonny Mayo for being there with me from the very beginning to make sure that we had an absolutely kick-ass event. So shout out to you guys. More information on our watch parties over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash events. Thanks. Again, it's WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash events. Now, without any further ado, allow me the distinct pleasure of welcoming in what I believe is for the very first time. Could it be? I have to go back and check the record books. Ladies and gentlemen, a Hall of Famer, a man who is a champion, and really there's no other way to describe a gentleman of this stature than to call him a champion because he's a champion of professional wrestling in the Midwest. He's a champion as far as winning matches and kicking ass, and he's also a champion because now he is officially a member of the Wrestle Talk family. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the man in, the man himself, the one and only, Brian Blade. 
Welcome great to the show, to be here, my guys. friend. Thanks for having me. Bro, it's great to finally be on. I've been looking forward to having you on. You know, I've been, I know you don't know this. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, bro. MWA is a big deal. And I'm going to tell you why. You guys aren't stationary. You you take the show on the road. And that's something that we don't see as often. Because it's so hard to even just get like one venue, right? But <laughs> some guys, guys like you that kind of are a little bit further ahead than, than some of us, are not afraid to take the chance of kind of moving yourself around and building an audience beyond that one town. Brian, I'm going to go ahead and start with that. Talk to us about what it means to have a promotion that is popular, not just in one town, but in several areas throughout the Midwest, man. That is a huge deal and something I think a lot of promotions are striving for, not only in the past, but here in 2020, man. Let's talk about it. Well, it's a lot of work to start with. You, you know, you got to find sponsors. You got to find venues. You got to find places that'll sell you tickets. You got to, you know, there's a lot of time on the road. You got to go out and put the posters up and you got to, you know, you got to go meet the people and you got to put in the work online. And there's just, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think a lot of guys don't realize, you know, how much time it actually takes. And, but we enjoy it. I always, I mean, I think from the time I was a kid, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to be Vince McMahon, I guess, as a kid or the Crockett's. <laughs> Vern right. Gagne, you know, hey, we went, you go town to town to town. And to me, that's how wrestling is supposed to be. And, you know, our, our home base, the MWA home base is kind of Lincoln, Nebraska. That's, you know, we may, you know, we hit that more often than anything else. But it's good for the wrestlers. Uh, it's good. And we get out to places like, say, McCook, Nebraska this week, where they're not going to get pro wrestling. It's just, it's not going to happen anymore. Back in the, you know, back in the late 60s, early 70s, you know, every now and then there'd be a spot show there for, either Vern or for Bob Geigel uh, doing something out there once every, maybe once a year, if that, sometimes once every two years. Um, this is a way to bring entertainment to places that's not always going to get it. And it it's a lot of fun. You know, you get to meet new people. You get to go out to new places. And I can always say, hey, we're a touring company, which very few places can say. Absolutely true. And I'll tell you what, that was the one thing that really stuck out to me because to be successful in one town is one thing, but to be able to kind of take the show on the road, I, I remember, and you may know him. So um, our boy, Danny Duggan up in Canada does these like 30 show deals where he goes mm -hmm. from the West side of Canada and travels East. And I know you're not quite to that scale yet, but just the fact that you're able to take that show on the road. I mean, it speaks volumes, bro, because not everybody's got the courage to do that. You're not only talking about the building, the chairs, the ring, and all this sort of thing, but you're also talking about, uh, um, you know, uh, promoting in different towns. And, and it makes me kind of wonder, do you tend to have, like, foot soldiers at some of these different locations that you go to? Because I know how important it is to have guys on the ground that are actually putting up the posters and talking to their cousin and their high school friend and all that. So I imagine there are people that are kind of on the ground floor that are helping you with some of that promotion, right? Oh, uh, in a few places, not everywhere. There's some places I go and do it all myself. Um, like oh, Lincoln, Shabra, Nebraska, right? we do. Um, I've got I got people in Illinois. When we do shows in Illinois, I got people in Illinois that help. Uh, like North Platte, Nebraska, I have people that help. But like McCook, mm -hmm. kind of all my deal. I went out there, postered the whole town, talked to everybody. Uh, me and uh, uh, Bobby Burr, uh, Bubbles, he goes out. He goes out and helps poster with me a lot of times. So he's one of the guys that come out on the ground. Beatrice, I uh, got a few people helping me there for that event. Uh, but there's a lot of events I go out and. I just, you know, I'm by myself or me and Bobby are going out and we're po posting these places together, talking to the people, trying to get sponsors and 
So it, it can be very time consuming. So wait, you're sometimes. telling me old school stuff like putting up posters still works, Brian? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> it works a lot better. In, I'll put it this way. I've learned that it, it, it works okay in a bigger city, but it works in a, it really works in a small town. The bigger cities, you got to find, you know, you can still put up posters, but you got to find creative ways to put things up because get corporate places won't out. take posters. Yeah. So you yeah, kind of exactly. got to get, you got to get ding for littering. You get ding for yeah. littering. <laughs> there's there's no question about it. Well, okay. So jumping from that uh, to something else, obviously you, you, you're having uh, some success as a promoter, being able to travel around and do some things like that, but you've also been extremely successful inside the ring. I'm going to throw a couple of names at you and just right off the top of your head, if you're okay with it, I want you to give me your thoughts. Is that okay? Yeah, that works. Okay, let's start with one that is near and dear to my heart because he was recently a guest here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Talk to us uh, about your relationship uh, uh, with Donnie Dodge. Uh, Donnie's a great guy. I've known Donnie oh, for quite a while now. He was actually, the first day I went and trained, he was actually in the ring training that day as uh, Huska. And, uh, but Donnie's done an incredible job with, with the hall of fame. Um, I love doing everything I can to try to help him out. I'm trying to help him find a permanent building for, for the hall of fame. I've been trying to, it's not easy. Right now they're a traveling road show, right? That's kind of right. Okay. Which is awesome. And I I think Donnie wants to, you know, I don't want to put words in Donnie's mouth, but I think even if we find a permanent building, he, he likes to travel to different shows in the state of Nebraska to show, show off the hall of fame and give up. Their setup is incredible. They've got some Mm -hmm. really awesome memorabilia. Like, I know when he came on, he was like, you guys should see some of the stuff that we have. And I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, he's he's done an incredible job with that Hall of Fame. I mean, from where it started to where it is now, he's, you know, I can't say enough about how much he cares, how much it means to him, and, you know, how much time and dedication he puts into it. I apologize there, a little cough. Uh, number two, I saw a picture as I was doing my research, a, a guy who – uh, was forced, uh, I think, into a little bit of a retirement. I actually was there for his retirement party. Incredible speech and not a, t- uh, a dry uh, uh, tear in, in the whole place or not a dry eye in the entire place. My mistake. Uh, Tommy Snow, another staple of pro uh, wrestling in the Midwest. What are your thoughts on uh, the, the Midwest legend, Tommy Snow? I love Tommy. Uh, one of the good guys in the in the business. Um, I, I wish he never had to retire. Um, love being around Tommy. Love you know. We didn't take a lot of road trips together. We took a few together. Um, to, I just love being around Tommy. He just he's a great guy. Brightens a room. Um, you know, some people wouldn't call him the greatest wrestler in the world, but man, he could entertain with anybody. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah! The fans fans were always behind Tommy. Uh, Tommy was. Tommy knew what his job was, knew what his role was, and he did it better than anybody else could. Well, there's no doubt about it, and I think that's why he is uh, so affectionately appreciated by uh, a lot of the the talent uh, here uh, throughout the Midwest, uh, particularly in Kansas. I know the young guys really gravitate to him, and I think he's a great guy to gravitate to. And you know, let Brian Bray tell uh, Brian Blade tell it. If there's a guy you should have some respect for, without a shadow of a doubt, it, it is Tommy Snow. And then I, I'm jumping to my third name here. And this one is more than one name, actually, because you've been a busy guy throughout your career. And on top of wrestling a lot of our Midwest legends, you've also wrestled some big name legends, including L.A. Parka, Super Crazy, James Storm, Lance Archer, Aiden English, Sanjay Dutt, 
Jerry Lynn. Um, the list goes on and on. Out of all those names, oh, Ray Mysterio Sr., Kamala, out of all those names, is there one that particularly stands out to you as maybe one of your favorite or most fun matches with a quote-unquote name? Um, I like working with James Storm. I mean, we just have – we just at this point, we have really good chemistry in the ring. Um, it just – it goes really well. Um, Jerry Lynn was a pleasure to work with. I can imagine. Um, guy, guy's brilliant. Um, just so smooth, so easy to work with. Um I mean, really, all those guys. Aiden English, um, who now works as Matthew Rewalt, uh, another great guy. I mean, he's a guy that you know people should book um, if you're looking to book a name. Guy is great to work with. Uh, great in the back, uh, just a, just a hell of a did nice you, guy. Did you get to hear him sing? Him. I, I have to ask that question. Did you get to hear him sing? No, we didn't. He, we we didn't get the part <laughs> of him singing, but okay, yeah, he's an amazing singer. Made him sing the national anthem or something. <laughs> well, we tried that earlier in today's show, and the ratings immediately plummeted. I mean, we really did. It was bad, right, right, Dick? That was because of you. I, quite frankly, uh, you know, I completely thought it was a terrible idea. The fans said so, and uh, we saw. I'm but, having you know, audio problems. What do you want me to do, brother? What do you want me to do? You know, I see see how he comes to the politician to ask. You know, it's always about they come to you to ask for you know questions you know and then whenever you do something they get even more mad at you for doing something about it i just won't anymore you know but i don't want to take away from the string <laughs> goodness renee you got me all going i'm sick and now you got me excited this is bullshit you know i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right right well and i know you've got your own questions there uh richard but but i do want to jump back in here so Brian, we talked about Donnie Dodge just a few minutes ago, and obviously you had some great things to say. You talked about hall, uh, the Hall of Fame. I hope you don't mind if I do this. Uh, recently, word came out, and you know, the rest of talk podcasts all over the Midwest, uh, Pro Wrestling News, that you, sir, may be an inductee in the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. I think that it's absolutely 100% well-deserved, but you walked in those boots. So if that is indeed the case, um, do you feel like you deserve it? And if so, what does it mean to you, man? Because it's it's a big deal, dude. You're going to be in the history books and not like, you know, like the Guinness Book of World Records for like burping the most time in 30 seconds or something ridiculous like that. Like you're going into like a real oh, Don't say favorite. anything. Don't contradict, Renee. You were trying to set that record a week ago. I saw you at no, that Chipotle. I, no. I saw you at that Chipotle. No, no, no. No, I told you the record I was trying to say is from most days without a shower. And I, yeah, <laughs> that's the one I was working on. Okay, get your story straight. But Brian, anyway, on to something important. What does that mean? How does it make you feel? Do you think you're worthy, man? Lay it on us. Uh, it's a great honor. I'm uh, I'm over, you know, I'm overjoyed that I was able to get in. Um, like I said, it's uh, it's an incredible honor. I, when Donnie called me and told me they were going to duck me, um, I really didn't have words. Um, deserve, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I've never thought about do I deserve or not deserve to get in. You know, I mean, that's kind of a, that's up to, that's up to Donnie, the Hall of Fame committee, the fans, um, you know, all I do is go out and give give everything I can to the people. I, I try to put smiles on faces, put on the best best matches I can, give people the best entertainment, action, and value for their money that I can. And um, I hope that's enough. Um, it's great to see that my work has paid off. Um, 
but I, you know, it's hard to say deserve or not deserve um, because that that's up to somebody. That's up to somebody else to decide whether I'm deserving of that or not. But it's it's an incredible honor, and I'm you know I'm I'm very appreciative of Donnie and the Nebraska Hall of Fame. So so what you're saying is um, you're not going to do the Barry Horowitz and uh, <laughs> pat yourself on the back. <laughs> no. As soon as I pat myself on the back, somebody want to kick me in the ass. So. Yeah, that's right. You damn right about that. Because <laughs> if you're patting yourself on the back, you're definitely not watching it. Uh, we do actually have a question uh, from question. one of our yeah. one of one of our guys here in St. Louis. Uh, Dick Douglas, you want to take that for us? I do, just because it's Chris Rodell's question and just the satisfaction I can get from him getting so angry, I get to read it is just phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> what does Jason Strife mean to uh, to Nebraska wrestling? Hmm. Good question. I don't, I mean, I guess I never thought about something like that. You know, they put on, he does a great job in Omaha putting on a Magnum Pro Wrestling. Jason's great in the ring himself. Yeah, I mean, he's done quite a bit in the ring. Uh, right now he's going through some health issues and I wish him nothing but the best. Um, I hope everything works out for him. And um, he's done a great job with Magnum Pro in Omaha. And, um, you know, me and him used to have some problems. We kind of buried the hatchet. Uh, I think we, you know, got over Got over our issues. We worked, you know, we kind of worked together a little bit here and there now. And um, yeah, he's done a great job. Uh, Magnum Pro is going really strong in Omaha, so I hope they, uh, I hope they're able to keep it up. And yeah, uh, like I said, I hope he gets, uh, I hope he gets over all his uh, health issues. Right. Same. Before I flip it back over to you, uh, Renee, I got to ask you this, Brian. Uh, you've been around, you know, to see a lot of different generations of wrestling, and uh, you know, how of uh, how is the, you know the vibe, how has the atmosphere in the locker room maybe changed over the, you know, the course of, you know, the last decade. And do you think uh, the independent scene is still doing as, uh, as strong as it was in the early two thousands, you know, uh, what, what's your correlation uh, in uh, to, you know, the early two thousands up until now? I think now the, the independent thing is probably stronger overall than what it was in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in the early 2000s, I didn't. And when I first started, I really didn't hardly even know there was an independent scene, to be honest with you. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, and then I started traveling around and, and seeing that. I, I think wrestling is is really strong today, independent wise. Um, I think you know, for the fans, they get they get a chance to see different type of wrestling in different places here and there. Uh, the locker room. It, it kind of depends where you go. The locker rooms are different, you know, no matter where you, you know, where you go. It depends if they got a lot of young people, a lot of older, you know, a lot of veterans or not. It depends who's controlling the locker room, um, you know, who trains certain guys, who's training guys, you know. Um, the MWA locker room, is all, we got a lot of veterans in the locker room, so the locker room's always really good. Um, if, if, you're not, if you're not good in the locker room, if you're not, you know, good outside the locker room, we don't want you in it. You got to go. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of young guys that somebody never taught about locker room etiquette at times and you know that that can be a problem in some places and people got to understand that there are some people that are going to be a cancer in your locker room and you got to get them out um and that's and that's even i mean that's from there into now that's always there's always going to be certain people that just either just don't get along just don't fit in just don't understand what you're trying to accomplish right absolutely well i will say this i i um i'm curious because we talk about the health of independent wrestling today, and, and I agree. I think it's it's as healthy as it's ever been as long as I've been paying attention to it. Do you – and I've had this conversation a lot with my friends in, in the St. Louis pro wrestling area. Do you worry about oversaturation sometimes? Um, it almost seems like a lot of the same guys are working in multiple promotions within kind of the same region and area. 
I know at least a little bit of that is happening here within the, the Kansas City is what I call anything from here to two to two and a half hours out. Do you ever worry about that? And and if, if so, how do you combat it? Well, in Nebraska, I really don't because you know, Magnum and uh, PWP kind of run in Omaha. I run Lincoln and a lot of the rest of the towns in the state. So in Nebraska, I really don't. We're um, we don't, we're not stepping on each other's toes. We're not putting on shows. To, we're not trying to affect each other. Um, you know, I do my thing. They do their thing. Um, you know, we're not trying to affect each other's business. Whereas a lot of places, you know, I, I've noticed, I mean, there's a lot of promotions now in Kansas and a lot more popping up Chicago where I put on some shows in the Chicago suburbs area. There a just, I mean, it, there is a glut yeah. of shows there. I mean, it's like every, you know, everybody and their mother owns a wrestling ring and a wrestling promotion. It seems <laughs> at times. And, and it's, it's bad there. I mean, they, they would, they would rather lose $500 to slit your throat than to let you make 10 bucks. You know, it's just, <laughs> they're, insane. they're awful to each other. And I, I don't understand why there's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the Berwyn's Eagles club there in, in Chicago. Yep. I mean, at any one time, there are eight to 10 promotions working out of that building, which, I mean, it's just ridiculous to, for <laughs> promotions to work that many promotions to work out of one building. There are days they have three shows in a day in that building. I mean, it's, I mean, it's an. If you're the owner of that building, you got to be one healthy guy financially or girl. I don't know, but no, he's he's doing well. That's well, incredible. He, he has a ring in there, and he makes you rent the ring and the building. So right, yeah. Because if you there. guys bring your ring in, you're going to ruin my floor. So you got to use this one. So okay. yep. So it just that smart ring guy. just stays in there. So yeah, smart guy there. <laughs> but yeah, there there could be a there's a glut. I mean. You know, you have, it depends, you know, certain, it seems like, you know, the Wichita, Hutchinson, Salina area is getting, it seems like there's another promotion. It seems like kind of pops up <laughs> anymore quite often, it seems like. Um, there's not a whole lot over in the eastern side of Kansas, TAPW with what uh, Eric's doing over there, um, but he's kind of staying in the whole um, Harrington, Junction City Abilene kind of areas and then outside of that you know you get over to Kansas City and there's you know there's a few over there but it seems like the glut like in Kansas is all on one side of Kansas right right and and I will say as as somebody who has struggled for content to a certain extent within my own city um I think like the last year and a half has has kind of given us some uh some reason to be optimistic uh with Journey Pro getting their new building KCXW coming back uh perry kansas is only an hour from here so yeah I, I think we are definitely behind not only with western kansas com in comparison to western kansas but also uh on the other side of missouri which we also share a city with kck kc mo st louis you know i think we should all almost be striving to to kind of do what they're doing with being able to host a royal rumble and then everything else concerning you know in in mr douglas i know you can speak to this probably better than me like you guys are almost spoiled like there isn't a weekend without professional wrestling and sometimes even like a Thursday or a Friday. So, well, right. Uh, and on top of that too, before I, I give it back to you, it's a lot of that is about, you know, a good working relationship with promotions too, because, you know, it doesn't do a service to the fans when you're running four shows on the same day at the same oh, yeah. time in three different buildings. I mean, really, if that's what people want to do, they can, they're more than you know obligated to do so. But I think they're doing a good job now of, uh, of making a good dynamic, you know, a good schedule for, uh, for, fans of all wrestling in the St. Louis area. You got to take everyone into consideration. So yeah, I guess that's why I asked the question. Maybe in 10 years, we'll be having a different conversation, Brian, about oversaturation in Nebraska. I, I think that 
the 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 alternate end of that spectrum is probably worse right like no wrestling <laughs> that's yeah. probably way worse than oversaturation but you know the way i look at it is if with guys like you at the helm i think we're going to be in pretty good shape because I, I guess you would consider yourself to be somewhat of an old school guy right like respect in the locker room taking care of the guys in the ring uh, would you consider yourself that and and if so what are you seeing from these young guys that are trying to get booked by you right what are, yeah. what are you well, recommending that they work on well, you know, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they want to just do, they want to do moves. They want to turn everything into a spot fest. And a lot of guys, and a lot of guys don't understand their, their role on the card or their spot on the card. If you're first on the card, you know, you're not out there to steal the show. I mean, that's not, go have a good solid match, but have a, a match that's supposed to be the first match. Like you know, that. I've always, I've always hated the term steal the show from anybody because there's a reason, especially when you go to a new place. So if let's say I go to a new company, whether it's Kansas, Texas, you know, wherever, California, you know, if I'm depending where my spot is on the, on the card and I'm not in the main event, well, my job isn't to, isn't to top what your main events doing. They're, they're the main event for a reason. My job is to go out and entertain the fans to the best of my ability, but without taking away with what the rest of the company is doing, especially my first time at, at you know, at a new company, and then, you know, even if you've been to a company a few times, you still got to know your spot on the card and talk to other guys and talk to the promoters. Hey, what are you guys doing? Or what, you know, what do you have going? Are you guys going outside the ring? I mean, too many times, you know, there's a lot of times I tell somebody, hey, don't go outside the ring. What do they do is still go outside the ring. It's like, <laughs> I told you don't go outside the ring. Stop this them. match over here is going outside the ring. It's like, you know, do your thing inside the ring. You know, no, you know, a lot of young guys don't, and nobody, a lot of people don't teach it, know what your role is on the card. And, you know, if, if you're the first match, okay, you're supposed to go out there and get the crowd hyped up this and that, but you're not supposed to do every move that everybody else is going to do the rest of the night. You're not there to steal the show. You're there to get the crowd hyped up for the rest of the show to the best of your ability without taking away from what everybody else is doing that do, night. Do you have any band? Okay, I know this is a crazy off-the-wall question. Do you have any, like, band moves? Is there anything you're like, guys, I don't want you guys doing – Canadian destroyers on the outside. Do you, do you give guys any sort of parameters like that? I'm curious. I tell guys not to bump on the apron because my apron is on my ring is as solid as can be. So if you bump on that, you may not walk away afterwards. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people that I just tell, I tell guys to be smart. You know, if you're going to do something, if you think about doing something stupid, come talk to me first. So I can tell you <laughs> yay or nay. Cause I've probably already done it and I can tell you whether it's worth it or not. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, is somebody else doing something stupider later or stupid later that you don't want to over, you know, outshine what they're trying to do? You know, it's just a matter of, you know, I want everyone to be be careful, be safe, be smart, but put on the best show you can. I mean, if, if you can do the move and the other guy's comfortable taking it and doing it, then then that's fine. As long as it's going to be a safe bump for both of you. But we don't mean taking people to the hospital or you don't need to be stitched up. You don't need to be concussed. You know, most people, most independent guys have to go back to work Monday morning. Or yeah, sometimes right. back in Dork Sunday. Oh, I feel you. <laughs> I absolutely feel you on that. Yeah, got to be responsible, guys. You got to take care of each other. Well, you know, I, I listen to you talk, and, and I think that there's definitely, like, a connection there that's happening. Maybe not always to perfection, but between the vets and the youngsters, and you guys kind of bringing them along, teaching them the respect, teaching them the safety aspect. And I think it always helps, Brian, to bring in somebody who kind of represents that old school mentality I'm going to go ahead and pull up an image and share it with everybody uh, of your upcoming event uh, for MWA, okay? And as you guys can see right in the middle of the poster, and we'll go back and go over all the details, I promise, the one and only Supermax 
He is mega popular, uh, really all over the place. But here in the Midwest, guys love to book him. I'm curious, man, what prompted you to bring in uh, a Supermax, a, a guy that's been around the business for a long, long time. He's had respect for a long, long time. Does he kind of fit in with the culture of your locker room? Why kind of make the decision to bring a guy like that in? Well, he he fits in. I've known Sean for, I don't know, probably 10, 12 years now. Um, just been trying to find the right time to bring him in. And this kind of worked out. Uh, we're doing, you know, a three-day, you know, three days in a row. Um, and I thought in a, you know, a town like McCook, they've always asked. I've never brought a name into McCook before. And they've always like, hey, can you, you know, maybe bring a name? Getting a McCook is not the easiest thing in the world for guys sometimes. You know, <laughs> trying to get, you know, trying to get a flight booked to somewhere and then, um, you know, a lot of guys don't want to be in a car, you know, fly to somewhere and have to still be in a car for three, four hours. And so trying to, you know, trying to get somebody to McCook wasn't the easiest. But, um, you know, this three-day kind of little mini tour we're doing uh, worked out good. Sean was available all three days. He wanted to work all three days. And we're bringing him to towns that, you know, most of the time we weren't we were not going to bring a name into um, and see how it goes. Um, ticket sales have been great. Um, front rows almost gone. Table seats. I actually added more tables because we actually sold out of our tables right away. We added a few more tables to see if we could get a few more people to want to buy tables. Right. So. And by the way, my guesstimation is that after you coming on with us here, which by the way, this has been an outstanding interview. I know uh, my counterpart here, Mr. Douglas, would absolutely agree with that. Hopefully, and I don't want to jinx it, I think after today, we're going to help you sell out that front row. That's what we do here on the so. Russell Talk Podcast, man. That's that's crossing my fingers over here. I mean that. I you mean guys that. doing a great job, man. I, you know, I appreciate being on too. And you guys, you know, what you guys do for wrestling is, you know, especially in the Midwest area is great. You know, and, and you know what? And we're smart enough to know that you just bring on main eventers like you <laughs> and everything pretty much takes care of itself. I mean, that's that's a legit deal. You know what I mean? So before we get on to the final portion of this interview, I did have one non-wrestling related question, and I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. So, Brian Blade, I see your shirt. I see you representing the Huskers. Okay, you got to tell me how it feels to watch the Jayhawks of all Big 12 teams walk away with the national championship uh, on Monday night. How does a what's the Cornhuskers perspective? Because I've already gotten the Mizzou fans perspective. And let me tell you, I couldn't probably put that on the podcast. It was uh, it was uh, riddled with profanity disrespect and all kinds of nasty. and rightfully so and rightfully so oh wait a second now <laughs> oh did i uh did i uh did i pull back a band-aid or something mr douglas no i was just stating a fact i mean i'm gonna let it i'm gonna leave brian with the honors here uh you, you know on the perspective but uh yeah no uh fuck them you know i mean that's just- <laughs> <laughs> what does the corn husker have to say about nebraska winning the national championship i gotta get your thoughts well, I, honestly, I was kind of happy for Kansas. Um, okay. The way they came back was incredible. Um, 15. That was an incredible comeback, man. That was a great. I, you know, at halftime, I'm like, yeah, they'll make a run. They'll make it close. I didn't think they'd come back and win. And they made an incredible run. The first 10 minutes of the first half, or second half was insane. Um, you know, basketball-wise, Nebraska is not a basketball school. Right now, they're not even a football school. But, <laughs> um, you know, I love Nebraska. You know, But I'm also a big Creighton ba- basketball fan. Um, I grew up watching watching Creighton. I used to have season tickets to Creighton. Mm. So Kansas beating Creighton was the one that upset me more than anything. But Creighton was down a lot. Oh, of we guys. didn't know that Creighton, about you. 
<laughs> Creighton, Creighton played Creighton played their ass off. That was one tough team, and for Creighton having that many guys down and only being able to play six guys, they I was very I was very impressed that Creighton was able to play Kansas that tough. I mean, I think they really gave Kansas possibly their toughest test in the whole tournament, really. Well, we all know Kansas is lost and choked early on in the tournament before to a couple of like, no, uh, I don't want to call Creighton a no-name team, no disrespect, but you know what I'm saying? Like Kansas was, was picked to be kind of in the sweet 16 and, and yeah, they've choked before. I've lived here now almost 20 years uh, growing up in South Florida and uh, Kansas hasn't, (laughs) they haven't always been as successful as they were yesterday. Let's just say that. I didn't think Kansas won the national title this year. I didn't think this was one of their most talented teams. I thought they were good. I just didn't think they were. I don't. They've had more talented teams, I think, that didn't win I the agree. national championship that than this one that won the national chi- championship. Everything fell into place. Right. They played a great game. No, I'm happy for Kansas. I don't have animosity against Kansas. That's I mean, awesome. It's not like Nebraska. Nebraska's basketball program is not like it's ever been on Kansas's level, or there's like this giant rivalry. Whenever Nebraska beat Kansas, it was great. But but it's not like there's it's worth the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's not like oh my god, Kansas won. I hate them because it's Nebraska's Kansas. Never been they win all the time. Oddly enough, yeah. you bring up that point that they've had better teams. They had Joel Embiid and didn't win a national championship. It's like right, you know, it's kind of weird. So, uh, real quick comment here before we get into the the final portion of the interview uh, from the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, shout out to Donnie there and the rest of the boys uh, and ladies helping to get things done over there. It says, proud to have a talented and driven man like uh, Blade representing the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is a better place because of hardworking promoters and workers like Brian. I know we already got your reaction, but man, what does that mean to you? That's really freaking awesome. Uh, that means a lot. I appreciate that, Donnie. Um, you know, I've He's, he's seen at times how hard I work, and, you know, there's times I'm working to exhaustion, traveling place to place. I mean, there's nights that I don't sleep, that I haven't slept to get stuff done. There's, you know, we, you know, sometimes the MWA travel schedule, I I don't sleep. I got to get to the next town. I start to set up, and, you know, there's times I don't sleep for, you know, 40, 42 hours, 43 hours at a time sometimes because I'm getting everything done, set up, getting the shows done, and moving to the next town sometimes. So, um, you know, you, you got to be able to put in the work um, like you were talking about Danny and his and his promotion. I'm a good friends with Danny. I talk to Danny all the time. I mean, him just went to West Virginia a few weeks ago together. Um, West Virginia. Holy smokes. Yeah. Mountaineer country, so, baby. Shout out. That's the first time I actually wrestled in West Virginia. So I've been been east, never to West Virginia, but beautiful country out there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like um, Tennessee, dude. You want to like drive through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty awesome. I, I guess yeah, I don't I, know how Danny does it, though. Yeah, some people are out of their minds. That's what it is. <laughs> they're just, they're just, they got, they got a screw loose up there. Which, which brings me to my last question, and it's, it's maybe a little bit more on the serious side, and then we'll get into something light and funny and close this thing out. Um, I don't mean to pry, but I have to ask this question because I have family, I've got children, uh, my wife, blah blah blah, or whatever. How do you balance your schedule with work, wrestling, and family? Like, do they just have this understanding? This is kind of what I do and they've learned to accept it, or have you had struggles? And if so, what have you done to kind of overcome those things? Because I know that sometimes I get a lot of heat just for even doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let alone being on the road and, and not sleeping for 45 hours like some people. So uh, your perspective, man, to any extent that you want. Uh, it's hard. Um, it's hard sometimes. Um, you know, they've got to come to accept it. Um, they know, you know, it's – you know, they know this is what I do. Um, 
you know, it is hard sometimes on some of these runs to be gone as long as I am um, before I get back. But um, they I, they understand for the most part. You know, there's sometimes where you know if I, if you know I've got a whole full months of a full month of bookings and I'm not there. You know, for any weekend in the in the month, where like July and August get insanely busy for wrestling. Uh, where we're doing we're doing our regular shows plus we got fair a lot of fair shows and festival shows going on and um, those two months are just insanely busy um, then plus work but you know it, you you have to find some sort of a balance in there and I think I found a pretty decent balance most of the time I'm not going to say 100% all the time but they understand and I think it's easier these days than what it ever what it used to be you know you got FaceTime on your phone yeah now. You can still yeah that goes and, a long way see you know, it's not like, you know, you're making a phone call from a pay phone once, you know, once a week or every now and then when you get to the hotel room back in the day, hey, I'm okay, I'm still alive. Um, I, you know, but I need to sleep. I got to talk to you later. You know, you, you know, you can <laughs> phone cards. And you know, Who remembers right. phone cards? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know I did. So, or waiting till after nine o'clock to uh, make calls so that you got three minutes. Anybody else? Am I the only one? And okay, it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make the most of the time you have. I mean, you got to try to, you got to try to do your best to make the most of the time you have. And, you know, and, and that's all you can do. The best is all you can do. And you hope you have, you know, people that understand at home, you know, if I was, if I was going out and this was a losing, losing money enterprise all the time, then there, there, there would probably be problems. But right now, you know, the MWA myself, we're rolling pretty good. Um, things are going well. We got sponsorships. We're getting fans. We're, Great attendance for, um, you know, you know, last week we, we, uh, we got over $2,000 for the Chicago Adaptive Sports Organization uh, we made for them. So it's, you know, things are going well. And, you know, as long as things go well, you know, that, that helps a little bit. If I'm going out and I'm losing 500 to to $1,000 a night wrestling, then there's probably other problems that'll come, <laughs> that'll come up. Well, yeah, I imagine the the warden back home or whoever it is that we, you know, we're all accountable to somebody. Uh, probably not going to tolerate that for very long. I I, <laughs> I can concur. <laughs> I can concur because I had a small, very small event this weekend myself. <clears throat> and if you don't cover the costs, then there's going to be trouble back at the home front. So I can, <laughs> I can absolutely relate. So on that note, let's go ahead and switch this thing up. I want to play into your competitive nature. Because doing my research, I learned a lot of things about you. you're a tremendous wrestler. Yeah, you love you absolutely love your family. Uh, as a promoter, you're you're you know you're you're one of the top guys. That's why you're going into the Hall of Fame again. Shout out to Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. But anyway, your competitive nature I think has a lot to do uh, with your success. And so I want to play into that a little bit in tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast uh, Game Show Challenge. And if I'm not mistaken, the dice were rolled. And Richard Douglas will actually be our host, and it'll be the Night Owl going one-on-one against the champ, yeah. Brian Blade, and a little bit of a trivia challenge. I'm game, yeah. Brian. Are you game? All right, we'll try this. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yes. Okay, Renee, so go ahead and settle down and let the host do his job here. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. You know, Brian, I have been tormented with this, this damn game for so long. I've been cheated. <laughs> Fans have called in to give up. It's not worth it. So I hope you just you sweep them. And uh, I'm looking forward to the game show challenge. So on that note, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Can we do music yet? Uh, Let's see. What's our our music guy saying? Do we have music? Game show challenge. Hit it. 
No, on tonight's episode. Not. <laughs> apparently not. Okay, we're still working on that, folks. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, welcome to uh, this week's installment of Russell Talk Podcast uh, Game Show Challenge, the world famous Game Show Challenge. Renee Martinez. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Tonight's con- uh, contestants are the Night Owl, Renee Martinez, and the uh, future winner of this competition, Brian Blake. In a few moments, <laughs> I will ask you three questions about a particular topic in a professional wrestling. And whenever you think you know it, just shout it out. There's no time constraints. Uh, the first person to get it right wins the question. And uh, the first one to get two questions right wins the competition. Renee Martinez, am I right here? You're giving me sign language. I, uh, I'm no, not no, a part no, of that I'm processing. I'm processing. So two out of three falls, you yeah. give clues. As soon as we think we know the answer, we just yeah, shout, shout them out. out. Okay. Any limits on the shout? I mean, can we just keep... No, like the I Need Cash Now commercial. You know, like shout them as loud as you can as many times as you want. <laughs> it's, it's, it's my money and I want it now. Okay, got uh, <laughs> So uh, tonight's uh, category for the Game Show Challenge is titled Fast Facts. And uh, I will give a series of facts about three professional wrestlers. When you think you know uh, which professional wrestler I'm talking about, Shout out your answer, and the first to win the first uh, two questions wins the competition. So it's just three uh, facts about a certain wrestler, Renee, because you look a little puzzled, and I just want to slow it down here. Uh, Three topics, particular wrestler. First one to shout it out wins. We need two out of three for the title. Does that sound good to you guys? It works. Awesome. Well, question one. This wrestler is a second-generation professional wrestler. Born in North Carolina, accomplished high school amateur wrestler, uh, state uh, state championship in the state of Georgia. Former NWA and ROH World Heavyweight Champion. Founding member of AEW. James Storm. Close. Uh, good guess, though. Um, returned. Cody Rhodes? The... Who? Cody Rhodes. There you go. Renee's yeah! Up. That was a tough one. That, I, so I, don't, I don't create the questions. I, I just always think Georgia when I think of the Rhodes, but yes, North Carolina. Okay, okay. Yep, I get that. Question number two with Renee uh, being up for not very long. Uh, this wrestler was born in Junction City, Kansas. He was a four-year NAIA All-American. 15. Bobby NAIA. Lashley. Absolutely. We're tied at one. What? That was quick. Oh. That was, I didn't even get to the whole MMA thing. Oh yet. Yeah, Bobby Lashley. Dude, I live in Kansas. How did I not know that? <laughs> well, don't let me get going here. It's, it's Don't so- try to demoralize <laughs> me, Douglas. Don't do it. <laughs> We're tied at one. Next one is going to win it. Here we go. Question three. We were uh, This wrestler is born in Minnesota. A Kurt Henning. Amateur wrestler. Kurt Henning. No. Accomplished Curtis amateur Axel. wrestler. Curtis Axel. No. Okay, sorry. Accomplished Brock Lesnar. Am- no. Accomplished amateur wrestler. He was the 2017 PWI Rookie of the Year. Won the Money in the Bank ladder match recently. No, no. Regularly team. Not Chad Gable. Regularly Uh, team with Tucker Knight. Otis. Otis. 
That is Brian. That's Blake. right, baby. He got it quicker. He what? won the winner. No, no sir. No, sir. The B got it right. It was like right there. Brian hit all his life before no. he did. And you what? can soak in it. Oh, man. Dude. I, <laughs> I, we don't have I, the I feel like demanding a replay, but, but I'm going to accept it. I'm going to accept it. Because I, you know, I'm I'm competing against a champion here, and I have That's to assume right. that boom, he's got me. <laughs> Dang man, that was close. That was close. Hey, that was that was close. Uh, you know, at least this time you didn't cheat. Uh, cheat the game, Renee. You know, you were fair and uh, honest. I think it's because a good politician holds you accountable. Uh, just oh, like dude, you in St. Louis, neither here nor there. Uh, we're talking about our champion, the new reigning defending game show challenge champion, Brian. Blake. Wow. Well, congratulations. To Brian Blade of MWA, dude, thank you for everything that you have not only done for pro wrestling in Nebraska, but pro wrestling in the Midwest and beyond. Clearly, man, you've gone through it on a lot of different levels, right, from promoter to wrestler to everything in between. And the fact that you're pouring that knowledge back out to the pro wrestling community, which is kind of what Wrestle Talk is. We give you the platform. You say what you want to say, and hopefully wrestling is better because of it. I think we've accomplished that today. And like I said, man, welcome in as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family. I gotta give you, come on, guys, Jay, guys, come on. That was thanks that was for having me, guys. I, I appreciate it. You guys do great work here, and um, you guys do great for for Midwest Pro Wrestling. You do great for all pro wrestling. I mean, you get you get people on. You guys are, uh, you guys help everybody out, and uh, you know, it, it's a blessing that you guys are doing this, and you reach so many people. So you know, thank you guys for all you guys do. Yeah, we're gonna keep it moving. And I'm going to keep working on that record. You know what I mean? Longest non-shower, you know, Guinness Book of World Records. I'm going I'm to keep shooting for that. I'm going to be honest. I'm gonna keep well, going. thank you, Brian. I'm sorry you had to hear that tasteless comment. Uh, but <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, uh, Brian, any final thoughts? Up. No, no problem. Any final thoughts on the show, man? You do. It's right around the corner, three days out. Drop the knowledge on us, man, please. Yeah, we got uh, McCook, Nebraska at the auditorium on Friday night. Uh, Saturday night, we're in Dorchester, Nebraska, Tabor Hall. Um, then Sunday afternoon, we're in Beatrice, Nebraska um, at the Beatrice Auditorium. So we got a three-day run. I uh, hope everybody can come out and uh, have a good time. Yeah, let's go. And remember, Sean Hernandez will be in the building along with Brian Blade and so many other. Uh, Christian Temple will be there. Uh, I think you got Morgan LeVay, a lot of super dope talent that we didn't even get a chance to talk about. So thank you, Brian Blade, for being here. And again, welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family, man. We'll talk to you again very, very soon. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Adios. See ya. What? What? You're, what? Series arguing with me? You're arguing with me? Man, I had such a dang great time. If it hadn't been for your shenanigans tonight, this would have definitely been a five out of five super kick show, man. You know, There's you no know. question. <laughs> no, Come on. Uh, well, it depends if Meltzer's great in it more in Japan. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, <laughs> before we go, the last time I was uh, – and it wasn't. This is a lot better than when I had COVID and did the show with you. That was now. That was the brutal one. That was hard to get through. But whenever you have two great guests, it makes it easier. Um, in case uh, I, I should be back on until uh, before the end of the month, right? We have a week three. It's you and I again. Um, but before then, guys, uh, just keep up to date with Dynamo Pro. Uh, Going to be uh, doing a, a lot of great work. I'll be in the Keon Option Battle Royal after being completely assaulted by uh, absolute trash fans. And they aren't fans. They're whoa, obvious fans. whoa, easy on the paying customer, sir. And, well, let's be honest. These fans are something I mentioned earlier. They follow a group of wrestlers around. 
they buy every one of their new shirts. They share every one of their posts because they think they can uh, invite Excuse me, what's people. wrong with shirts? No, there's nothing wrong what's with What's wrong supporting. with shirts? Nothing wrong with supporting. What's wrong is when you hijack shows because you think that new wrestlers, new fans of wrestlers, don't have a chance to have their voice being heard. And that's what we're stopping in St. Louis. Cityonthehill.org, Dick Douglas on YouTube, Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Stay up to date and watch me kick everyone's ass the end of the month when Dick Douglas, Democracy, rained down on Dynamo Pro. Wow. And my man wants to do a mic drop, but I do have one last question. Dear goodness, I wish we had more time tonight. Um. Were you ready for Veer coming, Dick? Yes. <laughs> okay. Everybody have a great night. That brings us to the conclusion. Oh, wait. No, no, oh, no. Episode okay, 389 of the Talk podcast. <laughs> I, I am the night owl. He is Dick Douglas. We'll be here again next week. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Simple Time at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You heard it here. He's happy that Veer is coming. That is a testament. Well, I heard Veer quote from. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Peace.